They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? My sound on? Your, your sound good, is right? on. Your sound We're is good, on. right? <clears throat> yep. We can hear all your bites and chomping of everything you're eating. Everything is Everything is good. Was it, awesome. Are those pistachios? What are, what are you eating? Walnuts? Cashews? Cashews, whatever. Cashews? Yeah. And um, jalapeno peanuts. What was the last one? Jalapeno peanuts. Jalapeno. Yep. No, actually, wait. Sriracha. Sriracha. Mm. Uh, I, I haven't had those yet. Those of you uh, that don't know, I, I'm, I'm under the weather, so my voice sounds a little... little you know, abnormal. Uh, my eyes. We're all, we're all under the weather. My my eyes look like I'm sunk back in my head. No, I do not have the bubonic plague or the coronavirus. I just have a regular, uh, everyday, magical cold. Uh, so that's what happens when you have a kid in school and they come home and they they sneeze on you and cough on you and do everything else. So on today's show, Sarge. We are going to be talking about Sea of Thieves. They're coming out with an update. They they did they, they did an announcement today. They uh, also we're going to be talking about Elder Scrolls. They also came out with an update today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Microsoft changing the Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass renewal practices. We're going to be talking about Joe Rogan and Spotify and Neil Young. That'll be an interesting one. We're going to be talking about the unseen Star Wars thirteen thirteen footage surfaces. We're going to be talking about the plethora of star wars games coming out not 1313 but the other games coming out in the next couple of years 30 what is a plethora yeah a plethora it means a lot it's like hotcakes i guess hogwarts legacy on track in 2022 we have jason schreier talking about raven software about the uh qa testers trying to start a union we have elden ring has been designed to reduce the player's stress sarge uh, we also have Sweet. Blizzard has their first new IP in, I think, like a decade. Uh, that's we, only if they release it. That's right. Only if they release it. But they are hiring for it right now. All right. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson says he's going to make another video game movie, and we're going to try to guess what it is, Sarge. We're going to try to guess what it is. Uh, Apple could be preparing to own its own video game console. I did this video on my own, but I wanted to bring up this conversation with you on GXG, uh, and I think that is it. A lot of the big chunks. We're gonna go watch the video, the uh, uh, the video of Elder Scrolls, and we're gonna watch the video of Sea of Thieves, and then we'll have a conversation about those as well. Um, also, we're doing new things on this channel. If you guys didn't notice today, we have a, p a plethora of videos dropping. Okay, um, so 30. what is it, plethora? So I have. Lots of different, uh, lots of different videos dropping today. We dropped quite a bit. Uh, we dropped 
uh, an updated video of GXG Clips, which is new. So everything that you see here tonight will be broken out into its own separate video that, that comes out throughout the week. Next week, we dropped Game Devs Not Interested in Crypto NFTs. That dropped earlier today. Uh, if you notice, they all have brand new intros and outros on all those as well. Uh, Nerding with 30 also dropped a video today, and there's also one scheduled on all our all our channels for multiple days. So there's a lot of stuff happening uh, over here. So I, I'm not the, the right now. I dropped a lot of videos today. I dropped like five videos across two two accounts. So what I did was I didn't notify anybody that they dropped. They're just there. I notified one, did a thing. Uh, so. You can check out those. Uh, we're trying to grow the channel. Uh, the more, the merrier, I say. The more videos I put up, the more potential, uh, more views, and, and and grow the channel. So that's what's happening there. You can also listen to us after the fact uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm. And in this video right here on YouTube, if you want to watch the whole episode, they will be broken down uh, with time stamps. So you can just pick the story that you want to see uh, in the breakdown down below. So lots of stuff going on. Uh, appreciate Everyone that comes out for the live shows, uh, you can support us in any way, shape, or form by hitting the like. You can hit the comment section down below on YouTube. You can hit the uh, subscribe button on over here on YouTube. You can also hit the membership button. Uh, you can also do super chats over here on YouTube. Over on Twitch, you can hit the follow button. Uh, you can hit the subscribe button, or you can also use your Twitch Prime sub. And we don't ever really advertise on here, so that's that's the that's that's the spiel. Right. If you want to support us uh, financially, you can make those uh, things there. But if not, not a big deal. We do this free every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you like the content, hit that like button, hit the comment section down below, share it with a friend. All those things help the channel grow. And we appreciate you very much. So, Sarge, have you played anything new in the past week? New? No, I did finish Symphony of the Night, though. OK. Yeah. Well, OK. I shouldn't uh, say, did you play anything new? Did you play anything? In the last week, well, I, I, I want to say that I, I still have anger issues when it comes to certain boss fights because I'm also out of practice for old school games. That it took me a while. I can't play old school but, games. I can't. I, but that's why I tried it. But I never played something tonight, so I wanted to play it before I got crude and my hands wouldn't work anymore. So I wanted to make sure I actually finished it. As a gamer, not as the plug in the thing in the back of my neck and play the game without. Without my hands, just with my mind. Oh, I just realized we're not live on Twitch right now. Horrible. Oh well. Just do the YouTube tonight. I'll have to do a. Uh, I'll do. I'll, I'll do a tweet real fast. Go ahead, Sarge. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all right. So I finished Symphony tonight, and then once again, I've been messing around with ESO, and I was messing around with ESO before I caught wind of the actual. Uh, new dlc drop but i i didn't watch it today i missed it today did you watch did you watch what it was was it a a play-by-play -play? developers did, did, were talking I, about I, it was I, just was it just that advertisement nope i didn't watch it at all there's a there's a play-by-play -play of stuff we're gonna we're gonna watch it we're gonna watch it here okay. on, on the stream also did you happen to watch remember i sent you the text message like two days ago i said have has has i said it in your chat in the morning i said has anybody seen anything of destiny's witch queen yet Nobody answered me. And then yesterday, I was looking through videos, and one and, and the video came up as the ad, the the uh, trailer for Witch Queen came up. Did you see it? I did not. You, you, should probably, you probably should bring that up because it did exactly what it's supposed to do. So you want me to bring give up? Little, give me a little kangaroo. 
okay, in my on. naughty plays. And then I thought about it. And I said, oh, yeah, I played you for six years. I'm good. What, is it Destiny 2 but, Witch Queen? Is that what it's called? Absolutely. Uh, don't you find it? Don't you find it kind of strange, though, that we were talking about they're going to call it Witch Queen even before we knew the sequel was even coming out? Like the only thing like, the only thing I see is like five months ago. <clears throat> no, it's out. It's out. I saw the I saw the trailer. Um, two weeks ago, the official Savathun Throne World trailer. That one. I, if it, if it was two weeks ago, then this is the first time that me on YouTube that it actually popped up. Because I've been I've been looking I look at videos every day. <clears throat> I never o- saw the it. only one I see is the one from two weeks ago, and I don't really need to watch that. All right, well, maybe that's it. That's the only one then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So I've been dabbling in ESO. Um, once again, it, it, even with with any MMO, there's a certain amount of relearn time to like figure stuff out, and then whether or not the relearning is going to actually hook you back into it again. You know, like I've been playing. I've been playing Kingdom Hearts three, on and off now. For six months, I haven't finished it yet. Like I, <clears throat> I dabble in it a little bit, and then I leave. I'm I dabble in it, and then I leave. I haven't. I wanted to play Kingdom Hearts, and I downloaded it, but I never played it. I'm terrible. Like I'm, I'm like there's so many games. I'm not as bad as people though on like Steam that download like 100 games and they never play them, right? But I am, I am the pretty boss, bad. The boss, listen, for, you have to push yourself in little kid mode. I, I still have this. I bought. I played. I got for Christmas. Played, it's a month old already. I haven't played it yet. I haven't played it yet. When I played Kingdom Hearts 2, the end boss battle is hard. It was hard for me at the time. This was like probably like eight years ago now. But like it was hard for me. I can't imagine like a child, a kid playing. I mean, I mean the game is kid friendly. It does combos for you. You just have to learn when you hit the buttons to activate the spells. Your Goofy and Donald actually cast spells and help you heal so you don't die every time when you're low on health. So there are backup plans. But the actual battle, the end boss battle, was insane. Absolutely insane. <clears throat> no water. I will not give Avengers another go. As I said, <laughs> it's off, <laughs> off the hard drive. Right? I, I misplaced the disc. NFTs of the Avengers pins still at 30instillgaming.com. Here, I'm going to put the, the tweet in chat, guys, uh, in YouTube. If you guys can click that link and give it some love, hit that likes, hit the retweets to get the uh, people that might have not been over on, uh, that usually watch on Twitch, because we usually split our audience. Half our audience is on Twitch and half our audience, and I would have to stop the stream and then restart it to do it again, and yeah, it's fine. Exactly, Krebsy. See, exactly. Now I'm gonna. I was an adult, a full-grown adult, and I'm playing. I'm like, what is going on during this boss battle? Holy Christ! I haven't played anything new except uh, I've been still playing Lost Ark. Uh, Lost Ark came out with a, a huge kind of update uh, for launching. Uh, so I'm not gonna go into detail of it, but Sarge. The NA servers were supposed to go live on February 8th, February 11th for everyone, February 8th for the, for the Founders Pack. And Lost Ark was going to be just Tier 1, right? So when you went through the game and then got to end game, it was just Tier 1, okay? In Korea, Japan, and Russia, I believe, they're in Tier 3, meaning they've raised the cap, they, they have more end game stuff, there's a lot more stuff to do. All of a sudden, Smilegate came out and said, Surprise! 
we're giving you guys tier three over here. So we're getting tier three at launch. So once you're in the game now, now you get to grind all the way up to tier three, not just tier one, then wait for tier two, then wait for tier three. Now you can just straight up grind your ass off uh, all the way up to tier three. There's different islands, different things you can do. Um, so they they came out with that out of nowhere. Uh, but there's still only the 15 classes. Um, <clears throat> so to answer your question, Santos, the four times in the last three months that I went on to Hell That Loose, every time I was on there, nobody talked. Nobody put a squad together. Nobody would answer me. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. I'm not playing yeah. Call of Duty. I, I, I want to I want to play with a group. So I every time I go back on, I'm looking for a group. I keep bouncing from squad to squad. And it's the same shit. It's like I cannot find someone to lock in on. I'm going to have to go on. I haven't played in two months. Clubs in Xbox and see if I could sign up for a club where the guys are on like two or three times a week. So I know what nights they play and then do it that way. Because just bouncing in, horrible. Yeah, only only the fifteen classes plague. Uh, they have other classes across uh, the other servers, other regions, uh, but only fifteen for the NA. Uh, yeah, just launch. fifteen. Yeah, no only fifteen. Deal. Yeah, no, it's no big deal. I've I've played all of them now in the uh, in in the Russian server just to see which ones I like. So, um, let's start off. Let's start off with a a story here. Um, <clears throat> first story, first story. Microsoft changing, uh, changing. Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass renewal practices. So Microsoft is changing how it handles automatic game services subscription renewals in the UK and with changes potentially coming to the region, uh, other regions. Now, the UK government has forced Xbox into changing the automatic gaming service renewal practices following an official investigation conducted by the Competition of Marketing Authority, the CMA. According to the CMA's official statement, Microsoft will now need to change... Uh, will now need to change how it handles service auto-renew across the board, uh, with the Xbox Live Game Pass services being affected. Now, the statement from the CMA has posted on the official UK government website, citing that the list of Xbox subscription services issues that investigations developers weren't up to par with the UK government regulations. Microsoft didn't wait too long to take action. However, the CMA confirmed that the company would voluntarily make changes to the services in light of investigation. Now, specifically, the list of issues related to the mainly the information available is the membership uh, management. Microsoft will now need to prove or provide access to better information content about the subscription service, as well as about the timing and manner of the auto-renew handling. CMA has requested that Xbox services offer improved upfront information on when exactly the service auto-renew and plan the example on how auto-renewal can be disabled in an appropriate man in an appropriate menu and which can provide particularly handy if someone's favorite games are getting removed from Game Pass, for example. So Microsoft will now also need to contact users on a more regular basis, which may extend to the currently UK extensive Microsoft reward service. Uh, recurring users will also with long subscription contracts will for, will, for example, now be given option to end their subscription with a prorated refund provided by default with a smaller support package provided in the, in, in the active users. Another request made by the CMA was the Microsoft to inform users about the future service pricing increase well in advance, along with the option of immediately cancel auto renew should also be used wishes to do so. So what do you think about this, Sarge? I wish America got more regulations like this. Right, our government doesn't give a shit. They're like, "Hey, let's uh, push loot boxes in there. Let's uh, let's get the NFTs in there. Let's get the cryptocurrency in there. Let's get the uh, pre-order stuff. Let's uh, renewal stuff automatically." Right? We have no protection over here, so it's nice to see in the UK 
that they're getting stuff and hopefully they set the the bar for the rest of us. What do you think about this? That's that's the big one. <clears throat> Here in the states, when you sign up for uh, a monthly subscription, like and like you forget, it, it it dings you every month until you're dead. Right. And even then, it'll get some money from the credit card company before you before it stops. Right? I don't believe any subscription model at this point in time should auto renew without a message coming up on your phone like, "Hey Sarge, you're still playing free SO. You want to do another month? We can do a package. You want to do the three months right. or six months? Right. But every month it should ask you, hey, you still want to do this? Yeah. You want to cancel? Instead, it's get them in, say nothing, hide, hide under the table, wait until they they have no idea that they paid into it for six months and then had them try to fight it and the chargeback to come back. And I'm not just talking about a game. I'm talking about everything. Right. You sign up for whatever, you're in. That there's well, no there's never there's never a callback to say, hey, you'll do you still want this? Netflix just did this. Netflix just raised the price, and it was immediate. It was immediate. They raised it like two, three dollars, whatever the hell it was. Okay, and they just raised the price. There was no, there was no. There's like this article is your warning, right? Like, hey, Netflix just raised the price. It's like, uh, okay, right? But they don't care. They don't care. There's no warning. No. There was no nothing. It was just it's 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 higher prices now. Right. When you're, when you're dealing with tens of millions of people, that's millions of dollars a month. Yeah, that's that's what I do. That's what I do. I use uh, like prepaid cards, and I'll I'll pay for something, and then once it's it's over, they're like, "Hey, your payment's wrong." I'm like, "No, it's safe. It's safe until I put another yeah. card on there." Is exactly yeah. yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I do. Yep. Yeah, except but that's not what. Except I didn't do that for ESO. That I didn't do it for ESO, and I was paying for extra months for ESO for the last couple months because I stopped. Yeah, playing. but that that uh, normal people. When I say normal people, I'm talking about ones that don't really care as much. They yeah. don't. They don't. They don't check. They don't check. And that's why there's an app. We talked about this a yeah, month I forget, ago. I forget what the app is called. That's why there's Truebill. Oh, is that what it is? Not yes. sponsored. Not sponsored. Right. Truebill. Look, and this is what scares me. Trillbill looks up all your subscriptions. How do you know what oh, I subscribe to? That's not Trill, creepy Trill at all. Right. That's Truebill, how do you know? Don't worry about how we know that. Believe in us. And we tell you everything you're subscribed for. And if you want to cancel it, you can cancel it through our app. I'm like, time out. Time out. I don't even know what the hell I'm subscribed for. Trillbill knows my entire life, and they say, hey, this guy's taking money from you. Let us know. We'll cancel it for you. Hang on a second. Can I cancel it? Do I need you, Truebill? Right. Matter of fact, what am I doing that I'm not keeping track of my own shit? Right. That I got to download an app that keeps track of my own shit? We're out of control, people. Right. We're out of control. What's going on, Mo? How are you doing Nobody tonight? said Game Pass, Mo. What are you doing here? Nobody mentioned it yet. No one did, said anything about. No, Game we did. Pass. We, we did. No, we did. I said. I said Xbox Ooh. Gold and Game Pass renewal practices. Oh, you mentioned it. I said Game Pass, and I said it in. Those, like, I said it. I think two or three times during during the uh, during so the article. Mo, so Mo is either like Beetlejuice. He's like or Beetlejuice. Candyman. He is or no, Candyman. Yeah, he's, he's like Beetlejuice. You say Game Pass three times, and all of a sudden Mo's like, "Bam, what's that?" Thirty must be talking. Let's get in there. Let's get in there. He comes in. So. That's the first story. Uh, Xbox changing the stuff for the UK. So if you're living in the UK, congratulations. You actually have, I, I know they're not competent. None of our governments are competent for other things. But your comp, your government right now is succeeding because they're looking out for your best interest, literally right now, for 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 stopping automatic payments going through in the UK. Over here in America, it's it's a free for all. They don't care. In America, we need an app to tell us what we're paying. That's for. right. And you got to pay for the app. Is the, is the app you got to pay? 
think about it now. Everyone, just give us 10 seconds. 10 seconds, think about it. An app that tells you what you are subscribed to that you haven't been keeping track of. Right. Hello? Is anybody else on the page with me? Yeah. I don't want to scare anyone. But how how open is my life where an app can tell me what I'm subscribed to? What what's happening? Yeah. What's happening? Do, uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, can you keep track of all my exes? Let me know where they are so I can make sure I ban them or make sure they can't find <laughs> me. Uh, how about the ex girlfriend app? You got one of those? Nope. We got Truebill though. Truebill guaranteed True to find bill. out what you're paying for monthly that you don't know about. The fuck am I paying for monthly that I don't know about? Am I just is just money coming out of my bank account every year, every month? I just look at the balance. I'm like, yeah, it looks good. Have no idea what's coming out of my account. Looks good. So I, I'm waiting for Truebill to send a little text message on my phone that goes, psst, psst. another twenty bucks just left your account. Bet you want to know why. Yeah. Here it is. You should, you should get rid of them. I, I bet you want to know why. Can you can you pay? Is it is is again? I don't know. Is True Bill again not sponsored? I didn't sign up for it. Is it I is it is it free or is it? I, I didn't sign up. I can't say. It sounds it, like sure it's a free trial. It sounds but... like there would be a free thing in there because they want your information, right? Because then they can get in. You have to give them access to all your other stuff, right? That just sounds that just sounds bad. The advertisement <laughs> of the app made me look at my entire bank statement completely. I waited to the end of the month, got the got the bill in, and I went through the entire thing looking for shit now because true bill made me crazy. Like, how the fuck do you know? Yeah. All right. right. As a matter of fact, true bill should just fuck the app. True bill should just come on TV once a month and go, hey everybody, check your statements. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't even we don't need to have a we don't even need to have a business. I could just be a public service amount public, announcement yeah. and just be good no, to everybody and that, say, hey by the way, hey they, hey, they wouldn't be yeah they wouldn't be they wouldn't be uh they'd be like a, a wife or a girlfriend to tell you when to pay your bills no i don't no no we don't need to go there well, that's, it's, that's it's, what true bill is uh, true bill no 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 true bill true bill should be like a public service announcement i love how i don't know if you guys can hear this on the on the stream my dog <laughs> is literally outside my window and he's just barking right i swear to god it's got to be some sort of like he frequency. hears the frequency of the live signal coming out, and he's like, rah, 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 it's just outside my door or outside the window." Um, yeah, but if that if that were the case, though, he'd move further away from it. Either that, or he's trying to say, "Get the hell out of here, whatever you are." I don't, I don't know. All right, so the next story, next story. Let me uh, write this one down here so we get the uh... auto renew. The worst thing, the worst thing in mankind, the auto renew. Spotify. Spotify is removing Neil Young's music after his Joe Rogan ultimatum. Now, this is pretty funny. So, in Joe, case you don't know, yeah. So Joe Rogan, okay, we all know Joe Rogan. He's a podcaster. He's got the number one podcast in the in the galaxy. He's just like a couple of subscribers ahead of us. Just a few. There's the galaxy. There's on, there's Joe Rogan, and then there's there's us. Right. Generation X Gaming is right there. I know. Don't don't look at the number. Don't look at the number. We're, we're popular. We okay. Lots. So Neil Young music is being removed from Spotify streaming service after the singer songwriter objected his songs playing on the same platform that offers Joe Rogan's podcast, the company. And then the musician said on Wednesday earlier this week, Young had released 
a letter of address to his manager and the record label, Warner Music Group, demanding that Spotify no longer carry his music because he had Rogan spread misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Now, on Wednesday, the heart of gold and rocketing in the free world singer thanks his record label for standing with him uh, in the decision to pull any of my music from Spotify and encourage other musicians to do the same. Spotify has come... Uh, the home of life threatening COVID misinformation, he said on this website, lies being sold for money. Now, the Swedish company said it worked to balance both safety for listeners and freedom for creators and also removed more than 20,000 podcast episodes related to COVID-19 in, in accordance to the detailed content po uh, policies. Now, quote, we regret Neil's decision to remove his music from Spotify, but hope to welcome him back soon, Spotify said in a statement. Rogan 54 is the host of Joe Rogan Experience and the top-rated podcast on Spotify, which holds exclusive rights to the program. Now, he stirred controversy with his views of the pandemic and government mandates and the vaccines to control the spread of the coronavirus. Now, earlier this month, 270 scientists and medical professionals signed a letter of urgency to Spotify to take action against Rogan, accusing him of spreading false information on the podcast. And, and if you know more about that story, uh, out of the 270 doctors, it, it ranges from doctor's assistants to yep. veterinarians, dentists, to dentists. dentists. Yeah. Uh, so so basically, cashiers, Neil, Neil Young said, it's either there. Joe Rogan or me. And Spotify said, see okay. you later, Young. And Neil Young is losing now 60% of his income because of Spotify. Right? So that's a big... Now, don't get me wrong. Neil Young's clicked, Neil Young's clicked on unemployment. He's I'm, fine. Let me, let me... I have to say, I do respect... You know, you, sometimes you got to stand on the hill by yourself, right? Okay, so I do respect Neil Young for for staying by what he believes, but it's kind of uh, contradictive and hypocritical if you believe something to because someone else has a different opinion than you that you have to cancel them, right? It's just a little weird to me, right? You believe your way, they believe their way, and yet for some reason you have a problem with that. But that's just me. So Neil Young, peace, man. You got sixty percent of your income gone. I'm I'm sure the the follow up story will be uh, Neil Young apologizes and gets his stuff back on Spotify. So that'll that'll be a, that'll be on page six in the virtual newspaper. I was gonna do a, a skit right now by ringing the ringing the phone for Abe for no. for Neil Young dying off of Spotify, but I forgot no. to, I forgot to put the actual. Uh, no, he's not the, gonna die off Spotify. No, no, he's dead off of Spotify. Like Neil Young's is 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 dead off of Spotify. It's, it's I'll be back. You can't listen. So. You, you you can't you can't take people older guys incomes away and then you don't give it back. Come on. I mean, he's that was his <laughs> choice to take to get taken off. Absolutely, but Spotify says in the article, we hope to see him back soon. Like because they're going to say, <laughs> right. "Hey, yep. you want to be back Peace on? Out, are, you're are young. You, yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you are you done being the crazy old man yelling out the window? Are right. you done? They're like, do you want your do you want your money back? Right. They're like you can or come back. You want to. You want to continue to say your thoughts are better than someone else's thoughts. Right, right. Which is it? Right, right, giant, right? I don't agree with you. You're canceled. Right? Imagine. Conversation is, is a lovely thing to have, right? A conversation is a lovely thing to have. And that's why I like Joe Rogan's podcast. And I like other people's podcasts because, like, he brings people on that are knowledgeable about stuff. And then he brings facts across. And if someone says, no, you're wrong, he brings those points up on the on the podcast and shows and says, hey, Crowder does this as, to, as, as well as also like all the facts and stuff. Everything they're talking about is in the links in the description down below. You can go check it for yourself. He just he just blew up Wikipedia today. Did you watch that? Episode? No, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't watch that. OK, when, when you have some free time this weekend, bro, you have to watch 
louder with Crowder, blow up Wikipedia. All it's right, priceless. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at that. Absolutely priceless. <clears throat> yeah. So that's 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 a shame. That's a shame that Neil Young has to lose sixty uh, percent of his of his income. But uh, good for him. Good for him for staying strong. Well, don't you think that the rest of the musicians who love Neil Young would have, would, have this, would have did the same thing? They'd have been like, yeah, yeah, let's follow Neil Young. Yeah, get rid of Rogan. Yeah. And then, like, all these musicians would get all their music taken off yeah. of Spotify. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to do that. Because morals take a backseat to living wages, right? And they, and they, and they, up, and they up make their money. Up to a point. Up to a point. Well, of right. course, up to, up to of course, until you get pushed so what? far and then That's the mat and then the, the percentage goes over the edge and then everyone's like, yeah, I'm with you until that. No one wants to be the first. Nobody That's wants right. to be the first. Right. All right. Next story. Unseen Star Wars 13, 13 footages surfaces. OK. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, so, it's a mystery. So. Star Wars 1313 is revealed at E3 2012, way back then. God, has it been that long? It's been 10 years? Holy shit. And quickly got attention on both Star Wars fans and greater gaming community in general. The initial presentation showed an action-heavy third-person shooter akin to Uncharted series set into the one of the Star Wars' least explored uh, darkest areas of level 1313 on the planet Coruscant. Now, unfortunately... Acquisitions of Star Wars and Disney and Lucasfilm eventually caught up to the game developers, LucasArts. The studio began closed, and then the game began beginning canceled. Now, there have been rumors on the on and off of the game's survival, but for all intensive purposes, Star Wars 1313 video game died with LucasArts' closure. Now, I made a prediction about this about a year, a year ago, I think. I said that 1313 will make a comeback. They'll, they'll make it. It was like 95% complete, and they're looking to make Star Wars games, so... <laughs> 2024 it was 2025 90, it was 95% complete and then they said no yeah because they they sold the exclusive rights to EA back in 2012 or 2013 so the new footage of Star Wars 1313 shows off the extended sequence of Boba Fett gameplay as he pursues a target through the Coruscant underbelly. The footage starts with the jetpack less Boba Fett walking through a crowded bar where he's eventually noticed to be in the bounty hunter takes off uh, takes off on foot. And the next uh, sequence, Boba Fett and his partner chase after him through a variety of untextured environments. So we're going to we're going to look at this real quick. So basically it's Hitman, but in the Star Wars universe. So this is this is the actual footage I have the. Which is which is not a dig on any, either of those games, but that's what it is. Right. It's Hitman, but in the Star Wars universe. Right. So this is the footage that you're seeing now. It does. I mean, obviously, it does look like it's back from 2012 or or whatnot. But it oh, looks, looks like Cyberpunk. Looks good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I think it looks pretty good. It, it, it looks like Cyberpunk. Except there's more crap on the on the walls and the floor in Cyberpunk. Otherwise, it's pretty close. Well, you got to remember this wasn't this wasn't. Um, through its final stages yet right stealth you're just you're just you you know too much now buddy relax a little bit this right. is this is not even this is not even a complete this is like a test board level that they were doing that stuff wasn't even added yet yeah so this it's is okay he's he's it's running okay. running through the uh the meat plan over here i mean that get up animation was good you didn't like that let's let's not let's i not think it, i think it looks pretty damn good the, with the physics and whatnot the climbing looks pretty good there you know he is he is running like he's a little bit out of breath though. He should be in shape. Oh look, he's running, he's, like got, a, he's running like a fat guy. Look at this. He's got Assassin's Creed type of uh, grabbing and stuff. He does run better than Hawkeye from Marvel Avengers. I have to say. He does run Ooh, better than par that. He's parkouring. He's parkouring. He's a fat guy 
parkouring. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, this is this is right on the money because Boba Fett, the Boba Fett that they've announced in Disney Plus, he runs like this. We've never seen him actually run, but he looks like he would run like this. Looks like he's out of breath. He needs to get in the back to tank. I, I, if, with the music not playing, this they don't know about this. But when you don't turn down the music completely, this is what you hear. <laughs> <laughs> Just him breathing. If you turn the music all the way down, the breathing starts. Yeah, it's a little known secret in the game. Look at this. I th I think this looks pretty good for for what it was back in 2012. Ouch. Yeah. Does he do the kick with his legs? Oh, I see the sliding over here going see, down. Right there, he should do the kick with his legs. That would have been a little bit more realistic there. But it's not bad. you got to remember, it's 10 years old, kids. 10 years old. You got your fight on, the, like, the rooftops over here, basically. Oh, he tackles them. There you go. Is that it? All right, 13-13. So there's a little, a little, little run sequence there. Hang on. Doesn't he shoot him or something? Nope. He just tackles him, and then it goes to the... It goes to the uh... Oh, look at that. Nice. I mean, there is a little bit more video there, but it's. I just... mean, that was uh, by today's standards, though. That is the worst trailer for a video game. I'm sorry, ever. I took away some stuff here, Sarge. Let me let me rewind it for you. There you go. He's got it was some it was fighting. Worst. He's got some fighting mechanics here that they show. It's like this is our guy running. Check out the animations. Soul. It makes you wonder why all of a sudden this is leaking now with the footage. It's like they I, almost. I wonder why, bro. I, it's like they almost want. To drop something, huh, it's a, it's strange as dropping. Also, when Book of Boba Fett's going on right now, as, strange. As, it's just strange, right? Not a, not a coincidence at all. No, it's definitely no. not a coincidence. No, no, Defi this this is this is business as usual. Definitely not a coincidence. Because because right before any kind of crossover comes out, it's always good to talk about a ten year old dead game that no one talked about. Right, right. Well, the the uh, the game itself had a lot of promise. There was an interview that I I, I was uh, listening to years ago, and they said that back then the game was like 95% complete. Um, and then there's another game that was like 95% complete, which is the one that they showed a couple years ago in 2017. Remember when the guy walked out and it was like Tatooine and there was like a... Uh, That's all it was, though. Yeah, it just walked it out. A, it was a fade in they behind said, the shoulder. They said that that out. game was almost... Uh, with with uh, Amy... Uh, for, I forget her name. And she walked away. Yeah, and she, they closed down the shop or whatever, and then we get Jedi Fallen Order two just a year, a year and a half later, which which wasn't talked about at all, at all, and there was no pro, no there was no ads for it at all, no promotions right. for it at all, and then they just spring out because uh, so, that's how that's how gaming works, you know, you you destroy the Star Wars games everyone's talking about, and then you don't talk about the game that's about to come out, and then just release it and yell surprise. And everyone's right. like, "What? What are you talking about? No one talked about Jedi Fallen Order. There was no ads, no promotion, nothing. The game just appeared. Like, everyone loved it. Like, think about it, this game looked like Battlefront 2's graphics in that in that type of game, right? With the with the Frostbite engine. I mean, even Jedi Fallen Order two. I mean, it's it's a fantastic visual game, right? It's a, it's a lot of a lot of fun. Um. But it's a, it's a shame that, that stuff like this gets canceled, uh, especially. But if you look at what the the market was, right? They were making Star Wars games, and then Star Wars flopped. It flopped. Two thousand fifteen, two thousand seventeen, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, but what I'm saying, seven, eight, nine came out, and they were like, hold up, right? They, they're like, this is not going to work because they they literally just imploded the whole the whole thing, and now they're slowly building up. 
Um, if you guys haven't watched Book of Boba Fett, skip episodes one through four. Just go straight to five. You'll be much. You'll be. Uh, you'll be like, this is badass, and then that's it. Just skip one why, through four. So why, why wait for the whole thing to be done? Well, you'll understand when you watch it later, Sarge. They should just just skip to five. Uh, the next story I want to talk about is upcoming Star Wars games, right? So, upcoming Star Wars games. You know, it was genius on their part, though, right? Because they figured if they talked about the new Star Wars game, that people would hype it up to be bad and it'd be worse. Instead, they just released it and let people play it. And miraculously, when you play a game and it's actually good, you tell your friends about it and then they buy it. Right. Well, fucking hilarious, right? Santos. That shit, that shit works. To answer your question, yes, it can, but it can't handle a looter. Because Anthem was done with the Frostbite engine, and so is Dragon Age. The next Dragon Age uh, is an open world as well. Um, so it can handle the open world, but it couldn't handle a looter uh, that they did. So it would have been interesting. But again, I don't even know if they were using the Frostbite engine. I don't think they were uh, back then. Um, so every game coming up right now, there's uh, a whole bunch of Star Wars projects in the works, including several movies and streaming series. But they're all in pale in comparison to the vast number of Star Wars video games on the horizon. From multiple publishers and across multiple genres, the current slate of Star Wars games is extensive and should have something to do on both long-term fans and younger fan, uh, players uh, looking to get into Star Wars universe. These are all the Star Wars games announced right now. So, we know of, we know of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequels coming out. And I made a prediction. I think they'll announce it at E3 and they'll also uh, release it in November this year. Okay, right, and then they just came out. EA needs something, right? The, I said this last year. I think I said it maybe the year before. Uh, I said that it will come out in 2022 during the holiday season, and I think it launched in November of 2019, and this one will launch in November of 2022. Okay. Um, the next game we're coming out with is Respawn's first Star Wars first-person shooter game. Okay, which is kind of weird because it's not, it's not the first one. Well, it's Respawn. That's it's the wording. Oh, Respawn Star Respawn's Wars first. first person shooter game. Yeah, right? nobody, nobody nobody remembers Dark Forces. No, we're all going to play stupid. Right. So, okay, obviously we'll we stupid. obviously we know that Respawn is not making Battlefront 3. I said this in the video the other day. I said I don't think they're making Battlefront 3. It came out later that they're not making Battlefront 3. But I still believe there's a Battlefront 3 being worked on somewhere. If it's with EA, maybe it's not called Battlefront anymore. Maybe it's completely called something else but that type of game that battlefront is which is a battlefield battlefront call of duty type of game would be idiotic to not continue that franchise moving forward in some way shape or form now obviously if ea is not making it they can't make a battlefield because battlefield is probably copyrighted and trademarked through ea but lucasfilm can come out with their own and call it galax you know, galaxy front or wh whatever they can just name it so to say everyone's freaking out, there's, there's, no, there's not going to be a Battlefront. There'll be a Battlefront 3, but it won't be called Battlefront 3. I don't know, man. With the, with all the with all the bad shade against Betafield 2076. Betafield 2076, that's right. Okay, and, and, the, and the colossal explosion of Battlefront 2. I don't know if they have the balls to try to release... Another first-person shooter game. You've got a lot of balls so close, showing your face around So here. close to this chaos that's going on right now. And I'm not talking about just the Star Wars chaos. I'm talking about 
the video game first person shooter chaos, the dice problem, the EA problem, and the Star Wars problem all together. And they want to release a Star Wars first person shooter game. Now, once again, we know what the win is, right? It's not hard. It's not hard. You make Battlefield, and I'm sorry to say this, but that's what it is, kids. You make a Battlefield game, and you and the way the kids and I say it is, it's just Battlefield with Star Wars skins on it. I'm like, okay. Well, if, if the original Battlefield series sold so well, and it was so amazing to so many people, if you just put Star Wars skins on it, you think it would sell well? Yes. Yes, it would. Because I've seen the rest of the crap that you guys buy. Yep. So that's nothing. Yep. Right? Putting Star Wars skins in a Battlefield game would be a win at this point. Hell. Considering all the crap Hell. that's going on. Epic. Fortnite should just make Star Wars Battle Royale and just put all the things in the thing in their own little world of and Star speaking, Wars. And speaking of skins, yeah, aren't you aren't you aren't you kids buying fourteen dollars skins at a drop of a hat on a weekly basis? At twenty five. And you're gonna upset about a Star Wars skin in a Battlefield game? Really? Yeah. Really? Come on, man. The next the next game they're coming out with is Lego Star Wars oh, The Skywalker on, Saga. Man. We talked about that come a little on. bit last week. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which is good for the kids. That's a the, lot of Star Wars games, bro. Then we have the Bit Reactor Star Wars strategy game. Now, we think this is like an XCOM type of game. Okay, so this will be a Star Wars game like XCOM, potentially. Then we have Star Wars Eclipse, which we know nothing of, but it's like the High Republic, I believe. Uh, and it's made by Quantum Dream. So I'm sure we'll have... I'm sure we'll have stories once this game's near the end of crunch time and people crawling underneath cubicles or, or whatever else that's happening for Star Wars. I'm sure that'll be a thing. Uh, we also have Knights of the Old Republic remake. I'm sure that'll come out and someone, you know, it'll have an agenda to push or something. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. And so then I'm taking all the money I would spend on NFTs and investing in companies that are making NFTs. Yeah, that's how that's how I'm going to be better off this this coming couple years. And the last one is Star Wars Hunters, which is a believe a mobile game. Yeah, it's a mobile device game, which is like a, an arena arena shooter arena battle or whatever. Mm. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games coming out in the next two years. Right. Seven Star Wars games in two years, and EA had the license for ten and couldn't get out three games. They had four, four games: Battlefront oh. One, Battlefront Two, Squadrons, and Jedi Fallen Order. Well, Jedi Fallen Order, they threw, they just threw out. Well, that's still, it's still a game. And Squadrons was the same thing. Yeah, that's four squadrons games. Squadrons was basically part of another game. It took them seven. It took them seven years to get two games out. It took them the last three years or the last two years to get two games out: Squadrons and Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. And then the last, the last here is is it. So. Well, that, but that goes to that goes to show you. So Jedi Fallen Order will be their 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 fifth game, right? That will that will that goes to show you what they were thinking about. They in their in EA's mind, they wanted to release their Star Wars games and then just milk them for the ten years that they were going to be around and never come out with anything decent. And then when the when the when the loot box debacle happened and exploded, right? They had to rally and figure out what other stuff are we going to release with Star Wars in order for us to make some money. Right. Right. And so out of nowhere comes two games that were never talked about. Water, water and chat. Order and Squadrons. Water and chat says Squadrons doesn't count. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, water. It's a game. Right. Do you know? Okay, water. I'm, I'm not sure if what your age bracket is. You don't need to tell me. But didn't Squadrons, the way that the way the shit moved around, 
didn't it feel like Wing Commander, right? Wasn't that the Wing Commander setup? For those of you who don't know how to play Wing Commander, I played Wing Commander the shit out of Wing Commander, right? That's how the ships moved. The ships moved like Wing Commander, right? You could just stop in space. You could rotate like this. And yeah, then you could just stop and just, yeah, just you turn. You just stop and yeah. turn on your ship. Like, that's yeah. fucking Wing Commander. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Of course, Wing was better. Had Mark Hamill in it. Come on. All right. Uh, we'll do one more story. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna jump into uh, Sea of Thieves real quick, real quick. It'll be like the next twenty minutes. Okay. How you you jump jump? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring in. Uh, do they have the actual video up here? I guess I can just read it. I don't have to actually show it. Okay, it'll 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 take the prime. We can spend more time watching the, uh, the movie. Wing Commander was actually better than Squadrons, yeah, so. which is says a lot. So, Sea of Thieves coming out with their. They came out today with their Sea of Thieves 2022 preview event, right? And they're giving a look into what's happening throughout the whole entire uh, year coming out for them. So, uh, so these are all limited experiences. They say so. New adventures is planned to begin roughly once a month, providing new stories for you and your crew to head out and participate in. These are a time limited experience like other previous events, and each one will last over the least two weeks and give you ample time to get involved in moving the story along. Each adventure comes with an uh, introductory cinematic trailer. See below in the vision, they have a, a, a cinematic trailer to set up the events of the story. Now, we also plan to have a, a final adventure for each season, which will last three weeks <clears throat> and, ample, and give you uh, impact. It will give and weeks and impact you just the lore, but the world of Sea of Thieves, depending on the combat efforts of your choice of the community. So you don't have to wait long for the first adventure either. Shrouds of Isles begins on February 17th. Another February release is getting really crowded in that February spot. And we can't wait for you to dive in. So next up, they have Mysteries, which will see the sailors with the with a knack for, for uh, selling and solving riddles, uncovering secret both in the Sea of Thieves and piercing together parts of the larger narrative. Mysteries will remain in the game for longer than adventures, with the pace of which they unfold determined on how fast and delegate the community detectives solve as many uh, conundrums. Okay, uh, We also hope that you're ready to work. Uh, at the first mystery, we'll be have you uncovering the plot behind a murder of uh, Most Foul. Now, now that about seasons, we'll we'll continue their unusual pace, continue to add a regular content update and feature along with 100 levels of seasonal progression, climb and rewards to earn. Season six will com commence within March and arrive in, in season forts, a new raiding experience full of phantoms, vanquish and treasures of pilfer. Uh, season six, there will also be six sea forts appearing around the Sea of Thieves, each with sea forts captain and their ghostly crew defending the loot inside. As for one that brings the the uh, fortifications from the Sea of the Dam into the Land of the Living, we'll also have uh, play through our first batch of adventures to find out. So they have these new forts, Sarge, that are coming into the game as well. Different forts. They're like Spanish Inquisition type of forts. Also during Season 6, they're planning to add a long request feature of Sea of Thieves for the new Pirate Legend content. Battle-hardened Buccaneers will be able to take on a new voyage at the... Uh, at the Pirate Lord, reading themselves for new challenges and encounters. The voyages also flesh out the story to begin with and the first set of the adventures, and what the truth is will be revealed in the Pirate Legends of Sea of Thieves. Sadly, amongst the flurry of the new features, we we have a good uh, say goodbye to our old Star Wall, Stalewart, 
As uh, the full steam ahead on with the adventures mode, the pirate sandbox will always be in the heart of Sea of Thieves, and we're making an extremely difficult decision to close down the arena. Now, the PvP mode that they, ha they brought in the game, or they're completely closing it. They said there was only 2%, 2% of the population was playing in the PvP. So Because, with, you're, because you're already in a PvP game. Yeah, so with the launch you're, of the arena, like with high hopes... You're existing in a PvP game. Back in 2019, as part of the anniversary update, they just had 2% of our player base have regularly engaged with the uh, dedicated competitive mode. Uh, it's finally becoming unattainable to keep providing technical updates and QA for both the arena and the adventure modes. So to build the future of the Sea of Thieves, we have dedicated our resources and the arena to the game in which most of our players are invested. Now, we offer a heartfelt thanks to all the hardcore players in the, in the thing they say. Uh, basically, other than that, Sarge, there's other quality of life things we're going to talk about. They have a podcast that they're coming out with on the 11th of February talking about uh, PvP, talking about uh, griefers, about the hit detection, and whatnot. Uh, so this game, and I've said it from the start, I really love this game. I played it a year before it launched. I played it for about two years pretty decently for the, for the first two years of its life. I play it now maybe, maybe once a year for the last two years. Right for like a week, so, and the reason I stopped playing it, I last time I checked it out was when the Jack Sparrow stuff came out, and I still haven't completed it yet, because the the parameters of this game is is so f finite. Because you can play by yourself, but if you play by yourself, you're gonna have a harder a harder time experience, right? And if you're by yourself and someone griefs you, then it's just more unpleasant for you, right? Like if again. Nothing against PvP, right? PvPers can come and kill me and, and, and whatnot. But for my time, if I'm going to get in... Now, obviously, the adventure modes, they can't really touch you. You're, like, in your own... I don't know if it's your own instance or whatever, but you can go do these stories of it. But if I want to just go explore and do stuff, it's fine if no one fucks with you, right? If I go on an island and start exploring, and then all of a sudden I come off, I see a ship come up, pull up next to mine, sink my ship, and then I have nothing left, and I'm like, well, I'm... Now I have like a 45-minute excursion to like go get a boat again, fill it back up, come back to the same island. And I I know people will be like, well, get good, bro. And it's not about that. It's about the time that I have to spend in the game. So, for instance, me and my son, we would play Sea of Thieves. But I wouldn't play on the main server. I would play on the test server. Because in the test server, you could still play the game. You still have progression and stuff. But the difference is there's no one PvPing you while you're playing on the test server because no one's going to waste their time being in the test server trying to go around trying to like I don't know about that. Well, no, believe me. Believe me. There is probably that. one or two people on there trying to do that, but for the most part they don't get anything from it because they reset it all the time. Okay? So all we want to do is go explore an island or go on an adventure or sail a boat or whatever without being hey you, you know you get up yours, you know, and, and they start like screaming at you, calling you slurs and stuff like that. You're just like, I just want to, just want to sail. I just want to play the game, right? Um, there are times that you're PVPers and you, and, it, and it is a fun thing. So I don't think they'll ever get rid of the PVP, but I do think there'll be a balance of uh, of stuff. Now, Lono was talking about this today on his stream, and he's his idea was flag in, like flag in for PVP. Now they kind of do that already in the game, right? Like you automatically automatically are PVPing all the time. Right, but if you get the Reaper's flag or a Reaper's reward, you show up on the map and everyone can see you, and you're asking to be, you know, PVP'd, right? Come and get me, right? Type of stuff. So you do kind of fly. They have the system in the game already. I kind of like his idea, where, but the PVPers are like, well, that would ruin the game, and I, 
And I get that because those people are fighting someone that doesn't want to engage with them and they feel more powerful because they're taking them out, right? So they feel that majority of the population would just switch to PvE and then they would have nothing to do and then the game would be sucky for them, right? So the PvPers want the game to suck for the other people because they're having fun instead of having a, a nice balance throughout the game, right? Because there's there would be people, he, Lona went on to say, like, if you flag for PvP, you would get more rewards, meaning other people would try to get you because if you're PvPing, you would get more rewards, more credit, more stuff. So it, it would give a... It would give more reason to have PvP if you wanted to. But if you didn't want a PvP, which you can do, you could put up a white flag, right? But no one gives a shit. They see your white flag and they're like, I'm coming for ya. And they just they just come and murder you and they move on, right? But that's that's the way the game is. And I get it. I get it. But the reason I don't play it is because it takes too much time to invest. Like you can't just get on 10 minutes or 30 minutes to go do something. That's Right. Okay, but that's correct. So my rebuttal to that is is a is a topic that we have discussed many a time. And now here's another option for speaking about it. Sea of Thieves is six years old, correct? Four, four years old. Right? No, no. You you played it before that. Well, yeah, it no, it's test. out for four years. It was out. Okay. Uh, so five years in testing since five years in testing, that's but correct. four years so we'll out. Say four. four years out. We'll say four. We'll say four. Well, I won't count the test part, right? Four years. When a game comes out, there's an initial hype for it. Everybody's playing that game, either because there's nothing else going on at the time, or you're interested in that kind of game, or both. Right. And so you play the game. Once you've completed the game, or played it, to, played it to understand the gist of it, or got your fun out of it, something else is already around the corner coming out a month or two later, maybe right. six months down the road, right. another game comes out. So now you move on to the next game. With a game like this, I understand they're adding more stuff to the game because they want it to be fun. More adventure, yeah. Once once again, time is the factor, okay? As a year progresses, different games come out. Your time is limited. Whether or not you have kids or by yourself, job or no job, right. your time is limited. So when other stuff comes out, I'm going over there. I personally don't care that Sea of Thieves now has another cool thing to do right? I'm done with the pirate thing, right? You had me, you had me for a good year, right? Let's see what you got. You didn't bring anything out cool until two years, two years later, two years before years, you right. decided to come out with anything good to keep me, to keep my attention in that realm. Okay. This is the issue I have with games. Now you are trying to drag your game through the year, right? Without giving me a full experience. Yeah, when it came out, know, it, was, it was bare bone when it first came out. That's correct. Yeah. And so you're going to drag it through the year, hoping to pick up new people as we try to fix the game and make it better. Meanwhile, new stuff's just hitting you in the face yeah. every three months. New stuff, new stuff, <clears throat> new stuff. So you have to make a choice. Is this game good enough to go back to compared to other games that are doing the same thing? MMOs especially, because they have to. Okay. Or do you just say, great, it was a great game, I had it, next. We move on. We got to move on. I... So four years later, you're coming out with something else to play with. I'm sure maybe the guys who are right now just getting into gaming, which, which like the 14-year-olds or 15-year-olds right. who are you know, getting first jobs, well, got a game station from their parents, well, our and friend, then they our, start playing. Our friend's son, V, he, he started playing recently, and he likes it, right? Like, because it's his first time playing. He's 13, right? He's 13 years old. Got so, it. I have to say, hands down, though, Sea of Thieves, with the content they put in now, 
after year one, year two was good, year three was good, year four is even good, right? Better. This is some of the greatest fun you can have in a, in a video game. It literally captures, to me, what video game is supposed to be, right? You can make your own sandbox and do whatever you want in this adventure. You could just be a pirate that sits on a goddamn dock and fishes. You could go on an adventure and try to find uh, treasure on the island. You could bury some treasure for other people now to go find on the island, right? You could just chat with people inside the game. You could just sail around and hunt down uh, the, the krakens and the sharks and stuff. Like, it truly is an amazing experience when you play. And the one thing that people complain about, the only thing that people complain about is that when they're trying to do one of those things I just explained and someone comes by and kills them, they're like, now it, it kind of it hurts a bit, right? And then there's a lot of people that will be like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll do it again. And they get better and they get better and they understand what's going on. But there's a lot of people that buy it and try it and they're like, oh, this is, a, this is fantastic. And they might go a week. They might go a month without ever having a PvP experience. And then all of a sudden... They have a lot of stuff on the them. Trolls. They're going back, and then bam! They get, and they're like, oh, that doesn't feel good at all. Now, Sea of Thieves did change this because they had a progression system. No matter what you do, you dig up something. You go you, you, you uh, go enough nautical miles. You get up the battle pass. You get gold and get different things. So you're still getting rewards without getting the actual treasure. So they did, a, they did change it that way. But that's the thing, man. This, this game, though, if you want to play a pirate game, if you want to play uh, the best way I can describe it, it's like the Goonies, man. It's like going on an adventure. It's like going on an adventure and finding treasure. And it's such a good time when you when you uh, when you play this type of game. Krebsy says set locations around the map and have PvP enabled. Uh, the big ship sails around the map randomly, and if you're near the ship, PvP is automatically on. Reward PvE uh, people with the thing that can't be taken. I mean, that's that seems like a pretty damn good idea. Like uh, the PvP movement, it kind of like moves around the map. That's that's interesting. Listen, it's it, I'm not saying it's a, I never said it's a bad game, right? But the kids who are getting into gaming who see Sea of Thieves see the full game now for what it is, not the guys who were playing it originally and saw it as a half-ass game that wasn't complete. That's what I'm saying. What a game comes out, you have to you have to capture your audience then, especially if you're not an MMO. You have to capture your audience then and get the people to buy the game to play it, right? Their business model is we release it, we get our population, and then we keep improving the game and we see who we can keep and whoever new comes out into the gaming sphere, who we can capture from there. Right? Right. Right. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Now, I, like I said, I think it's I think it's a, a fantastic game. I, and I want to go back in and, and finish the story and adventure stuff. I think the storytelling they also do in that game is phenomenal as well. So I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out when it comes back out. All right. Next story. Uh, next story I want to talk about here. We got 59. They should literally put in Pirates of the Caribbean ride inside Sea of Thieves, like a hidden cave that you go into with a rowboat and it I turns th- into the ride. I think there is a little part of it like that, if I'm not mistaken. I uh, think that would be that would be a good a good. Uh, they they put the they put back. the dog and they put the the pirates that were in the jail cell in the in the in the. Uh, no, I know, but the, it should be like a secret. Like there's a secret cave someplace you go into, poop, and actually hear the recording, the voices in the background, like you wait. It, would just. If we if we got a group together, would you jump back in to do one of the new forts or whatever? I'm I'm so out of practice, bro. It doesn't matter. It's just it's just to go there and they have Uh, they have a whole bunch of new enemies and stuff now. Full crew, yes. Full crew, you would do it. All right. Full crew, yes. All right. Right. You know how you get around that with the whole by yourself thing? I think that you should have some NPCs on the boat with you that just man the guns. Well, they I said this years ago because the skeletons do the guns. Yeah. 
the skeletons just do this already on the on the NPC ships. I was like, correct. you should just be able to I'm purchase myself, crew members. But I got guys on my yes, boat. They at, just fire for yes, me. Yes, they just operate I, the or guns. Or I tell them when to fire. Right. Or I tell them when yes. to fire. I, I agree. I said I said the same right? thing like years no, we don't ago. Don't worry about it. Yeah. If you're ago. if you're gonna make if you're gonna make a, a game where it's PvP always and you have to get, you have to learn how to play the game. I understand the learning learning curve. Right. You have to figure it out. Got to be you got to be aware. You know if. If one positive thing that's that Sea of Thieves teaches, that's a real world, it's a real world thing, is Sea of Thieves teaches kids about situational awareness. And I think I don't know, I don't want to do a, a public service announcement here, but I think situational awareness is something that needs to be taught to kids. Oh, absolutely! Like you need to understand where you are and I, what's I, going I on teach around my kid you. That, I teach my right? kid that all the time, and that game does it because yeah. you can't be like head on the swivel. I'm wandering yeah, around. Head on the swivel like constantly. I get the pretty clouds. Uh, and, uh, and you're dead. Yeah. Like you you have to know what's going on. So that's like the one thing for me I agree with. <clears throat> the, the the thing I liked about Sea of Thieves is, and someone said it in chat, right? It's that moment that in any moment, like you're up there, and when you once you put a piece of treasure on your boat, before you have a treasure, you're looking around going, Is there a boat coming? And you constantly have that that fear of someone's gonna come and steal my shit. Someone's in the distance. They see me. Are they coming this way? That's the greatest part about the game, right? If you have this lackadaisical type of thing of, oh, there's a ship over there. Yeah, hey, it's okay. It's like it's almost having like an invincible code on where no one can touch you and you're you're untouchable type of thing, you know. So, anyway, next story. Next story. Hogwarts Legacy is on track. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is on track. Uh, for 2022 release date, despite the delay. Now, Warner Brothers, Warner Media CEO shares social media posts indicating that Hogwarts Legacy is pushing through with its 2022 release despite the delays. Now, Harry Potter film series uh, recently celebrated its 20th anniversary and fans around the world were treated to exciting reunion special that was on, uh, I think it was on HBO Max or whatever. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy initially drew a lot of its fan excitement when it was first revealed at during PlayStation 5 event back in 2020. Though the title originally released was set for 2021, Hogwarts Legacy, and you know why it was scheduled for 2021? Because of the anniversary. They wanted to get it out before the anniversary because of the cross-promotion type of stuff. Hogwarts sure. Legacy got hit with a major delay, resulting in the launch being moved to 2022. The development team stated that more time was needed to make sure that the game uh, met fan ex expectation and in-game versions of the Wizarding World. However, since then, no official date has been released, which is fine. I don't. I, we, we talk about this all the time, Sarge. I don't think they have to tell us. Like, let us know the date when it's a hard date, right? Uh, and up to now, fans are still kept in the dark about when the game will be out in the market in 2022. On Twitter, Warner Media CEO seemed to have every intent to lay the fans' wor uh, worries at ease. Arrest of rumors were Hogwarts uh, being delayed in 2023, sharing its financial results and performing at Warner Media in 2021. Uh, talked about the company's mission on focusing on story, the strategy, and the global direction of, of for customers. So, between there, Warner Media has got a lot of games coming out this year, right? They have Gotham Knights, they have Hogwarts, and they have Suicide Squads. Right. These are all these are all this is a big year for Warner Media. Right. This is a big year for Warner Media. And and if they can land two of the three, that would be a, that would be big news for them, right? If it was either Gotham Suicide or Hogwarts and Suicide or Hog you know, but all three would be nice uh for them to land. Do you think, Sarge, that the legacy will stay on track and land this year, even though it was delayed already uh, once? There's a there's a I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but if I was a kid again, like Harry Potter to me would be Star Wars. 
if I was about wizard stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the series, the, even if you didn't read the books, if you grew up during Harry Potter and you were into wizard shit, like, like that's your Star Wars, right? <clears throat> so I think that because they're trying to do such a special game without trying to milk the fans completely, and I'm being, I'm being optimistic when I say this because you know how I really feel, but I think that they've bitten off more than they can chew. And the game's not the the game isn't quite up to snuff of what they wanted it to do for the Hogwarts thing, and they've had to scale back. So either they needed time to to QA it, or they're going to have to do like a DLC or unleash stuff a little bit later on, get the bare bones out, and move on from there. Because I'm done listening about the crunch because we know it's it's it's, it's there. It's pretty much guaranteed, especially if you have a triple A AAA title. It's just pretty much guaranteed. Right. Right. Because games are hard. They're not easy. I get it. But the more mechanics, the more try to the more they try to immerse you into a real world where they're trying to include all the little nuances of being in uh Hogwarts. Come on, man. You you know that it's not gonna be there hundred percent. So that's why they're probably going nuts because what they wanted to do, they bit off more than they could chew. Right. Now, I'm sure it will be decent. Right. But they haven't really said what the format of the game is. Like, it's what like a, are it, you? I, like, I th- what are, are, are it's the, an RPG? Are you, I get it, but like, are you a, one guy? Do you you're, change guys you, around you get to create your character and, and live you're in existing the, with? You're, so you're just like you're just a kid in the game. You're not you're not playing as Harry Potter or Hermione. no. I, I would think it if I had to guess. I'm gonna think it's a game like Destiny, and I'm not saying by like a looter. But what I'm saying is like an RPG, like you create your own character in the world, right? Okay. And like Harry Potter and Hermione and... They haven't really discussed it. They and discussed and they it would all, all give you quests and stuff. There's been a little talks about here and there. I don't think you're going to run around making Harry Potter. I don't know. Maybe you maybe you will be Harry Potter. But uh, it, it looks like you're going to be... It says it's an action RPG. So okay. I don't know. But we'll see. Listen, we'll see. I, uh, listen. I, know, I know it's only been 10 years, but... I remember when a game's about to come out, right? They talk to the actual developers and they say, hey, your game's coming out. Why don't you tell us about it? Cool. You're going to be able to create your own character in Hogwarts. You'll have a basic level of understanding of magic. As you go through the game, you'll pick up more and more spells to make your character more and more powerful. And they'll show you some gameplay in the background and talk about the game, Yeah. right? Because they weren't afraid... To try to sell you what the fuck they made. I think E3 will see now, big, big big stuff on it. Yeah, I understand that. But now everyone's all hush-hush. They have their shill band ready. They send out the shill band copies. They write up a good report. They don't have to talk about anything because everyone's listening to the shill band because they're on my list, right? These are the guys I trust. They're on my list. And so as long as they say the game is good, the game's good, and I don't have to worry about putting myself out there because, as you said, a couple of factors – Devs don't like talking to people because they're they're more recluse. They like to work on they like to work on things. They're not real sociable. Right? I'm not saying them all, but like when every time I've seen a dev talk about their game, they're not always smiles and happy. They're always a little concerned the whole, right. the whole time. They're concerned. So if I don't have to talk, I send early copies to the shield band. Then we're good, and then we see how well the game does. They don't tell you about the game. I know nothing about the game. Game's coming out this year. When does the information start? Right. When do you, right? It's not like the game is going to change, right? You are not going to change the mechanics of the game now. The game is the game. So why don't you just tell me how the game is? Nope. 
We'll use the shill band. That's what we'll use. We're good. It's just weird, man. It's weird, right? We were always told about the game before it came out, and the talking of the game, nerds listening to nerds, excuse the language, that's what it was back in the day, nerds listening to nerds, nerds. talk about their game, made you want to buy their game. Surprise! Because we were interested in the actual IP, right? Am I making this shit up? Yeah, theory. theory. Is this thing on? Am I the first guy here? What's going on? Bo boss says the secret is, if, if it's a secret, it's bad. Right. It, right. It, yeah. Right. Right. Big boss, are, are we talking shit? Like, if you don't want to talk about your game that you spent extra hours on and everyone's concerned about it, are, it it's a flag. There's a flag on the play. I don't, I don't know what else to look at. If you're not confident about it, yeah. I don't know where we're going. All right. Next story. Next story. We have Raven Studios, Raven Software employees and strike after seven weeks of pending union uh, recognition. Okay. So employees from Raven Studios went on strike following the layoff of 12 QA team members in December. 34 Raven employees have requested the Activision leadership formally recon uh, recognizes their Union Game Worker Alliance. And a better ABK, Activision Blizzard King Workers Alliance, says ending the strike is a in good faith to encourage union recognition. In other news, from that, Jason Schreier has an article that he put that says Activision last night said it would not recognize the QA union at Raven Software, setting the stage for an ugly labor battle. Activision will argue that all 300 Raven employees should vote, not the group of just 34 QA testers who are seeking a union. What do you think about that, Sarge? It's a touchy subject, right? Unions in the past were good. Unions became corrupt over time, and they created a problem, and then companies find a way to work around unions, which hurts the employees to begin with. However, if, if a labor force is being taken advantage of continuously, Sometimes you need to have the seesaw go back the other way. You put some things in place that say we need some baseline rules in order for us to work here. You just can't keep buying a new box of Kleenex every time you want to make a game right. and then hope well, that the Kleenex factory still makes Kleenex. Well, right? You're, you're constantly getting new people in. They all want a shot. And so you just go down the list. Right? I get it. But at the same time, it has to be a delicate balance. It doesn't have to be 100% union. These are the rules, like truck drivers and shit. Like, I can only drive eight hours, and then I have to sleep. Right. I can't do anything else. I can't even touch my truck. Like, it doesn't have to be crazy, but just some basic shit. How about, like, I get paid for the hours I work, right? Anytime after that, I get overtime. You can't hire outside people to take over my spot because you don't want me to pay. You don't want to pay for my overtime, right? Like this is how it goes. And there's always money in between that goes from one game to the next. It's the, the days of the game paying for itself are over, right? Over. People are screaming from five years back saying that if they didn't sell the skin or if they didn't sell an MTX, they couldn't make the DLC. You guys are living in fairy town, okay? They get paid a salary or hourly or they work their hours all year. The, the, the actual amount of money for the company doesn't change. The salaries of the people are the salaries of the people. 
right? Right. They and already so they already have if, the this. Right. You're you're budgeted for this. You're budget budgeting out. for the people you have on. Now, of course, the budget shifts because once again, in the gaming industry, you don't have 300 people working the entire year. Front half of the year, you might have 150, 200 people. Then some of those people drop off. The next 100, 100, 150 people come in to do their part, and it goes back and forth. And then when they're done, when this group is done doing what they're going to do about the game, they stop working there and they move over to a different game. But they're still getting paid their salary, right? right. They're still getting paid. Well, so well, a union is supposed to be there, and 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 the story is is that 38 people want us to join the union, and the rules state it has to be a certain percentage of the total workforce that's right. working. Right. Completely understandable. So to well, they're, them, they're also working in the wrong section because QA testers. Okay, I, I used it. I used to do QA testing for EA back in the day. Okay, for Madden football and others, other uh, golf and and a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, right here in Tiburon Studios over in Altamont Springs. Okay, and you got paid and you were treated like coffee boy. Right, like like there's no way, and I I, I hate to say this, there's no way that the QA testers are going to get unionized when the devs who make the actual game itself, okay, are not going to get unionized. You see what I'm saying? So the QA tester, so I understand that people look at this at face value and say, oh, well, Activision, bad, because they want all 300 employees to vote on it, not just the 34 employees to vote on it. Because obviously, 34 employees, the majority is probably going to say, yeah, we want union. But there's so quick turnaround. DMAX says it in chat. Right. He says, I worked in QA. It just takes above average intelligence and analyze mine. No specialized degree uh, credits are, are needed. Right. And it's a huge, quick turnaround. Right. Someone might be there one day. Someone might be there a week and be like, this is not for me. I thought it was cool. I, I thought I got to play games. I thought yes, I got to play have, games. But you have to remember the lead in the lead in to the story before we actually got to this point. The lead in was that the QA people that were there were promised positions because of what they were doing. They piped the guys that worked hardest were promised positions in the company, and that never came through. Now, you can go both ways on this. You can say too bad, so sad. That's business, right? As opposed to pulling out the victim card and saying, he promised me something and I didn't get it. Like, I don't understand that mentality in the workforce anyway. Like, you have to you have to know what's going on. Like, you're you're not guaranteed shit, right? Right. You're not guaranteed any position unless there's a contract that you sign with lawyers, right? There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees in life, right? So I understand the the meandering Death. around the whole it's right guaranteed. the meandering around the whole union thing. But once again, this is they are over the last few years, especially they are trying to use the whole crunch thing as a political vice to get to strong arm how companies treat their people. Now, if people are being treated poorly in the business, I'm sure it's not a rare occurrence in one business. I'm sure it's around everywhere, except that they understand it to be that way. And so they just deal with it. Right. That's why everybody just transfers to a different company when they're done with the game. I'm done with this. Can't listen right. to this guy for another 16 months. I'm going to go over here. I'm well, I'm my, my, my credits speak for themselves. I can go anywhere. Right. If I can get 45 here, I can get 45 somewhere else. Right. Cause they need you. They right. need you. Right. But the lower guys on the rattle on the ladder, I, I completely understand, but that's the way it is across all corporate stuff. You're, you're the low guy on the totem pole trying to get in. Right. And you have to beat out somebody else for that to work. Yeah. It's not like positions are just handed out. Well, if you unions if, 
unions are there to try to keep a base level on there not to not to corrupt the entire workforce it's just to give a baseline of what yep. should be how employees should be treated but the qa testers the qa testers in the video game industry are like pas in the in the film industry right you either get in by knowing somebody to get you into the to the business or you start off at the ground floor right and being if you're if you're if you're able to get a qa job and get in your foot in the door and be a, a QA tester, then you can start talking to the developers and you can start talking to your way up to the thing. And if you show yes. some of initiative, then you might move up from Q&A into the actual workforce, okay? The QA testers are not workforce. I'm sorry, they're not, right? It's a PA. Anyone can go get coffee. Anyone can go make a sandwich. Anyone can go make copies of a, of a piece of paper or whatever they need to do. Send emails out. Go pick up. You this, saw Grandma's right? boy, right? Was that right. a QA office? That's, I'm pretty sure that was a QA office. That, that's that's what PAs do in the in the film industry. And QA testers are not much above that. Okay, you you get you handed a sheet. Go find the bugs. Go fill out the paperwork. But you can take more of initiative and work out. Dmax even says it. He says it took me seven years to get past the gig stage of QA. Generally. Uh, we were employed per project and then let go, okay? A few of his best teams uh, have been promoted to permanent team members. Exactly, right? So Thank I don't you, see this, Somebody I, in the industry. Thank I don't, you. I don't, see, I don't see this happening uh, where th this QA team at Raven Software or any other QA testers become unionized, okay? Because what they don't realize is the people that want to become part of a union, you have to pay your dues on top of that, okay? And all these people think there's be this set in stone. It's going to be... Like night and day, it's like all of a sudden the sun starts shining on them. They're like, oh yeah, I'm part of a union. Yeah, no, you have to pay other other dues on top of that, right? There's they want their they want their cut, okay? They want their cut, and then if if they go on strike, okay, like right now you're striking, and then you say I'm not working. Well, you don't have a choice. If the union says you're going on strike, then you go on strike, regardless if your bills need to be paid or anything else, because then you're a scab. And if you're a scab, then you'll be blacklisted if you go take a job when you're when you're supposed to be striking. Okay, so there's good and bad with everything. There's good Absolutely. and bad with everything. <clears throat> yeah, right. Any, any, well, let's be honest, Mac. No matter anybody in any job can be replaced at any time, right? And 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 in the workforce, no matter what job you're doing, in my opinion. You should always think that way, that you should do the best job that you can do, whatever you're doing. I don't care if you're a plumber, electrician, a fucking cook, if you're if you're being a PA, if you're being a QA tester, whatever you're doing, be the best at what you can do. Because if you slack off, you could be replaced in a heartbeat. There's the tissue box. Everyone can be replaced. Everyone can be replaced. All right. Next story. Elden Ring. Elden Ring uh, has been designed to reduce player stress, Sarge. That's, that, that sounds like a game for you. Less stress. No Tomahawk controller into I'm the sorry, ground. The boss battle game is made for me to be less stressed? Yeah, without reducing enemies' difficulty, they say. Now, a new oh, gameplay God. overview of Elden Ring has revealed that so uh, from software, focus on making sure players aren't overly stressed while playing the game, but seemingly without reducing the difficulty you expected from Souls games enemies. Speaking during a uh, Taipei game show, producer uh, Katao uh, re re repeatedly explained how elements of the game have been tooled to reduce players' stress in an effect of making a game difficult in the right places, but gentler in how you reach them. Now, quote, with the game's world being so large that you can produce the real depth of br br breath 
to enjoyment, but also led to unnecessary stress for some players, explained uh, the dev. Now, the dev team has also been very careful to avoid what where uh, where possible. He goes on to say, with the battle already being fairly difficult, it can understand wanting to reduce the stress elsewhere, uh, he says. Yes, especially as the enemies are strong. Now, with the, with this in mind, they seem that Elder Ring enemies and bosses will be as tough as you you hope slash fear from the new game from Dark Soul developer. But Keto uh, made it clear that the number of changes have been made and how, uh, how to get them. Now, Elder Ring, new ability to summon and ride horses, for example has been toted as a major part of the focus. Horses provide a stress-free method of traveling across the long distance, and player needs to travel into the game. So he continued that the horse ability to travel up air currents as also part of them thinking that the system will introduce as means to quickly and be enjoyably moving from vertical upwards in order to explore those higher areas. So you don't have to, like, slow to get there, frustrating to get there. It sounds, the it, it sounds like easy mode, bro. <clears throat> it sounds like a really cool game that's supposed to be challenging for actual gamers, and it sounds like they put in easy mode. Well, it That's says, what it sounds like. It says that the freedom itself is a way to allowing the player's smoother journey through the world, allowing you to turn back from an area that you might find too tough, try somewhere else, and return later to having a leveled up the character. As an example, pointed out in the uh, Stormvale area and boss from the game's network test could be avoided completely in the full game or returned to much later. Now, this is a system that Gotham Knights was talking about a little bit in the beginning when they were, because they said, like, you can go fight Mr. Freeze in the beginning at level 5, and then you can come back later and fight him at level, like, 25 uh, down the road. Now, pardon my ignorant ignorance here, I've never played a Dark Souls game or anything like that, so is there levels, or is it always hard regardless of what your level is chat this is a question for you guys out there is it a level are you are you doing a level up or is it always like you're always just under what it is to always feel challenging so that's that's a question so sarge what do you think about this i mean he's just saying that the low stress experience like the whole game is not going to be a like shitting on you the entire time right they, they're looking for certain ways like traversal is going to be easier so you get there faster and spend more time with the boss to try to because the boss will be hard Right. Okay, so but if, if the travel time is so is so difficult and you have to make it easy for me, why is the travel in there at all? That's why true. is that version of travel in there? Like to, this is this is the, the kind of stuff bigger. I'm talking about. So are 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 they are they scared? Are they scared? What it sounds like with this kind of article, I'm not, I'm gonna be completely honest. When you start talking that way to your fan base, what it sounds like is you already know the fan base is gonna play this automatically, but you're trying to reach outside that group. Everyone relates Elden Ring to a version of a Dark Souls game. Well, it so is. people are like, yeah. Like a, like okay, like a Dark Souls game. So people are like, oh, I couldn't play Dark Souls. That's too frustrating. I don't want it. So this article comes out and says, "Hey guys, everyone who who played Dark Souls, hey guys. We, we, we understand that you guys like to play Dark Souls. Thanks for buying Elden Ring. But for you guys who are a little apprehensive of playing a game where it might be a little frustrating, don't worry. We put some added features in here so you guys don't get discouraged. Like that's what it sounds like to me. Right." Right? I mean, so once again, right, it used to be, and, and I say it as plain as I can, it used to be, I make the game, this is the game that we want to make, we release the game, we see what kind of audience we get, right? Then from that point, we go, well, let's see what they say about it now, because there's all the, there's all the talk now online, before there wasn't, it was just, we make the game, we sell well, we see, we see how well it sells, and then we make a sequel, right? Yeah. Now, you make a game, you read all the trash talk, 
and you see what percentage of people actually liked the game and what they didn't. And then when you make the sequel, you change certain things for the higher percentages. We understand how this works now. But they're, they're already worried before they even release the game. They're trying to encompass a larger pool of people because they go, well, Dark Souls sales were great, but we need a little bit more. Right. Right? Well, we need a little bit more than Dark Dark Souls. And by the way, Dark Souls sold really well, guys, right? Because we've got Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2. Uh, the other the other game that's like Dark Souls, they call it, it was, uh, what's the name of the game? Blood, was it Blood Bloodborne? Bloodborne. Blood, yep. Blood something, right? Same type, of, same type of concept, right? It's a boss battle game with a higher learning difficulty for people who like to be challenged in a video game. Period. That's what it is. And here it is, Elden Ring. The most awesome looking game we've seen in a long time, right? And already they're like, don't worry, guys. You're not going to get upset by playing our game. We put some easy peasy stuff in there to let you transverse the game better so you can just concentrate on the bosses. Because walking from A to B pisses some people off, right? Right. Imagine being a gamer and being upset that you had to walk someplace in a game from one place to the other. Is there, is there no mount or jetpack or wings or teleportation device or like <clears throat> mental transference? Like there's a thousand different ways I can move from A to B, but they're making sure and letting everyone know, don't worry, we got you covered. Like it, it just seems weird to me. It seems weird that you would say that shit. They, right. Why don't you talk about the awesome boss battle? Why wouldn't that be like a well, front and center? I, I think FromSoft is, is trying to... Every game they've come out with, they've sold a little bit more games from the from the last one before. Now that's two ways. One because people played the first Dark Souls, and then people play the second one because they like the first one, and then they tell their yeah. friends you could try it out, and then all of a sudden people go back and buy Dark Souls one and bark so so on and so forth. So I always I always explained because I went to a conference in 2016. They went to the Dark Souls um, uh, talk, right? And it's the best way I can describe Dark Souls is. It's a cult following, and that that's not a bad thing. What I'm saying is like a cult classic, like like a Pulp Fiction or like you know a type of movie like that where Ice Pirates. What's that? Ice Pirates. Yeah, like Ice Pirates. Flash Gordon. Right. There's there's this cult that loves what they what they are. Right. So Demon Souls when it first came out, okay, it it sold like a million copies. Okay, I think it's a million copies, over a million copies, right, in 2011. Dark Souls came out. It sold over 2.3 million copies. In 2015, Dark Souls was up to 2.8 million copies, and then later on sold 5.5 million copies, okay? So then Dark Souls 2 came out, and it sold 2.5 million copies worldwide across all platforms in its first year. And then obviously it went on to sell 8.5 million copies worldwide up to this point. Dark Souls 3 sold up to 3 million copies its first month. And then it sold 10 million copies worldwide across all platforms. So you can see what they're going with this, right? And then Bloodborne came out. It sold, uh, it says, uh, game sold over 1 million copies its first month and over 2 million copies in September 2015. So what that shows you that group of people correct so that i think they're trying to i think they're group. trying to broaden that they're just trying to get more percentage of people to come and try out the game for the first time because a lot of people elden ring will be their first introduction to an elden rings game and if they like that right then they might go back and play dark souls series one two three bloodborne yeah but they but but the but the training wheels aren't on those games. Correct. But that's what I'm the saying. The training wheels. The training wheels are on this game, not Correct. those games. Well, the, the training wheels are on the on the traversal stuff, not the boss fight. Uh, I get it. Right. I get it. 
So I, I, I how how difficult is transversal that you're concerned that that's going to be a, a make or break for your game? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I said, I've never I've never played it myself. I, and then Jason and Chad I can't talk about it. I played Dark Souls one is the one I played. I hard as hell. I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I I understood the, what the game was. I I want to see when it comes out what the actual what the talk is going to be about. J Jason does say that the uh, the enemies do not level uh, have a level, so it's just it just gets difficult the more you 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 go up, right? Uh, yeah, there's mount well, I, combat I, I that looks pretty great, good. I think that's a great mechanic, right? When you're low level, the guys that you fight only have like three or four attacks, right? But when you go back and you fight them when you're level 25 or 30, they got combos and different moves you have to block. And like, I think that's a great system. Right. That's that's a great system for a game like that, where the AI basically levels up their character as you level up. So so when you wander into some place thinking you're going to be a badass, the guy's actually better the last time you fight him. I like it. It keeps the challenge up. It keeps the it keeps you engaged. And now I have to learn his combos again because he's not attacking the same. Right. Way. I think that's a great system. Right. That should be in more games. Yeah, Mantis. That kind of system should definitely be in more games. Yeah, Mantis. It's it's definitely for more accessibility for more people as possible. And then I see what you're saying, Jason. As far as the the matter of difficulty with traversal, they, they don't want to hassle you. But again, why why make a traversal pro like a, a program in the game and then make it easy? to get around right they could have made it a smaller game and then not as much as traversal but you see what i'm saying i i totally get it though like people like fast travel like the first time you play through a game you'll go from point a to point b but once you reach point b and then you can fast travel there from the next time that's what you're gonna do i'm doing that right now in lost ark lost ark you go back and forth back and forth back and forth and there's little save like teleporters everywhere you pay 50 gold 15 gold or 15 silver 50 silver thousand silver right you could ride, you could ride and get experience if you want, but or you teleport. I, I I get it. I I I totally understand where they're coming from. All right, next story. Um, we're gonna speed up a little bit here, Sarge. I did I did like I did like lassoing the the Mustang though, to try to get the better horse. Oh, for Red Dead and Red Dead. I thought yeah. that was a cool little that was a cool little uh, mini game. All right, so Blizzard. Is making their first Blizzard is embarking on its next quest, and we're going to be journey to the whole new universe, home, and a brand new survival game for PC and console. A place full of heroes, and we have yet to meet stories yet to be told and adventures yet to be lived in the vast realm of possibilities waiting to explore. Every story needs a teller, and every world needs a builder. And what we could be is you. So for 30 years, Blizzard has been creating universes for millions of players around the globe, and requests a diverse team of developers. So this is the they're, they're making a survival game, Starge. They're making an open-world survival game. They need artists. They need environment artists, senior character artists, technical artists, visual effects artists, senior character concept artists. They need designers, associate level designer, level designer. They need engineers, lead software engineer, engineer audio, server, and tools. So it's an unannounced survival game coming out. Now, this is their first new IP, I believe, since Overwatch, right? So, and Overwatch changed over the years. Overwatch wasn't a first-person shooter. It was a supposed to be like a real-time strategy type game, and it was supposed to have this whole lore based of it and stuff. Well, they ran out of time and money. And then they just switched it to a, to a first-person. Uh, they pivoted. Yeah, uh, arena type, hero, hero, uh, arena. So, it did work, though. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it was fun. I had I had a blast with it. I, I have over like 100, 100 hours, 200 hours in the game. Um, So... They're creating a new universe, uh, and it's an open-world survival game coming for console and whatnot. So what type of game, obviously, going on just off very little, they they just tell us it's a survival game. Do you think they're making a ARC 
type of survival game do you think they're making uh well they put out they just put out the call for the people that they need we're not we're, we're, we're gonna see this game in like 2027 like we're talking about five years yeah, this, from now. this is five years off from now yeah five years off i'll be retired by unless now. it's two years and then it's alpha and then you you can play it early access type of stuff whatever but the point being is they're looking for a new ip meanwhile they can't hang on to the ip that they have and, and make them work right so i i, I am not hopeful for this game i would i want them to concentrate on the ips that they that they born and bred and get them back to the status that they were that's right. what needs to happen right right well they have five telling, years telling me telling me that they're going to work on a great game as a new ip where i'm supposed to be all excited for them like it's now it's for them it's about the devil you don't know as opposed to the devil you do no pun intended against diablo right that's right. basically what it comes down to right diablo 4 is on the table now, now you guys are talking about, and you put a media press out that we're starting a new IP. We're going to make a, a, a survival game. Great. Like, why don't you, why don't you fix what you have, and then you could talk about the new IP you want. Right. That's yeah, how I look at it. Yeah. There's so Plain many. Simple. There's so many. Now it, it makes me wonder: Is this a was this a Microsoft thing that gave it to Blizzard, or was Blizzard already having this in the pipeline? Well, if they already had it in the pipeline, they would have people already hired for it. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? So, do you think right, this when is you a put micro? An ad out for that, this is pre-production. We're in do pre-production. You, do you think Microsoft actually was like, "Hey, we got a, we got a job for you, Blizzard. Here you go." Um, no, I think I'm going to be positive about that remark. I'm going to go the other way. I think Blizzard had it already, and they weren't allowed to do it. They weren't allowed to do it because Activision <clears throat> said, "No, you got to do this." Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say yeah, they. We got, they we got this new idea. We want to do this, 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 and this. They're like, no, you got to do this. I'm going to say they had it. They had it because because Activision isn't uh, is not owned yet by Microsoft. It's too, yet, it's so. too coincidental yeah. that as soon as a, as soon as a buyout is mentioned, and by the way, it's, we're not even finalized. We're not even finalized. Correct. Right. That's what that's what I'm saying. We're not even finalized. But the minute that there's an opening that you own by somebody else, then the idea comes out that we can do this other thing now. Yeah, because it we're spins not being, it. We're not well, being, right. We're not being told no. Well, it, it spins it in a way where Activision was in a bad light. Now they're in a good light a little bit because now they're being bought out by a new company, right? So they're 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 under the the shadow of Bobby Kodak is gone, right? Mm, Microsoft's yet, coming so, in, yeah, but Microsoft's coming in. Oh, here's a new game coming to the IP. There's good things going forward. You know what I mean? So this this is all this is all part of the part of the plan. In my in my mind, and in part of the business world, because I live in reality, like all businesses don't go up all the time. All businesses fluctuate. Some fluctuate a little bit more worse, depending on what's going on. Activision Blizzard is in a trough right now. They have a lot of IPs that mean a lot to a lot of people. And if they would just get get back to it, get back to business, stop worrying about this, take out the trash, cut out the cancer, do the chemo, come back out, start eating right, feeling better about yourselves, get the morale back up, and do the IPs that you guys were born and bred to do, and the stock will go back up, the morale will come back up, and the fan base will come back up. That we're in a, we're, this is a trough. This is this is normal for businesses, right? right? Except that Blizzard and Activision have had the longest run ever because it's just one one crazy ass money sucker after another. And so, no big deal. We can't be stopped. I'm on the top. I'm intergalactic champion. Like that's how it is. You walk around, and when you get that high, you got a long way to fall, yeah. right? And so here's the fall. And I think it's pretty far, yeah. right? If, if anyone's been following Activision Blizzard over the last decade, they were up pretty fucking high, man, right? All the stuff they came out with, they're up pretty high. 
But when the shit hit the fan, they have a long way to fall. I, I'm they're not dead. They weren't going to be dead no, even if Microsoft didn't buy them. Yeah, they're not this dead. This is the trough. So now it's time to get back you can't, to business. You can't always do this. You can't always no, go. No, yeah. but that's how they talk. That's how they sell their stocks. Yeah. That's how they tell everybody, we're doing this. Don't worry about it. I got some games in the line. Here we go. We're going to go. Sales are going to be amazing. Like, we haven't seen the game yet. Doesn't matter. So-and-so and so-and-so is working on it. Going to be an amazing game. That's all they yeah. keep saying. The same three guys are working on it. Don't worry. It's going to be great. Crunch, 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 release. Crunch, 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 release. Now the games aren't doing well. Well, I guess we have to go back to square one. Take out the trash. Redo. Let's do this. So <clears throat> even even, even where they are right now, even though it looks like it's it's chaos, and that's what it is. It's just chaos. There's no stability in their company. If you start talking about a new IP before the, you got the rest of your house in order, I got a thousand questions, right? A thousand. You can't just start talking about, we're getting ready to make a new, like what? Uh, clean clean your house, okay? Right. Before Don't you invite start... anybody over. No yeah. more parties, right? No more no more parties at hotels. No more parties. Clean your house, yeah. right? And then talk to me, right? Overwatch 2 comes out. Diablo 4 comes out. Yeah, once those. Fix your wow. Right. Yeah. Right. Once these things get back in order, stocks are going back up and then you can be hyped for the new game coming out. You just can't get hyped you... for a game that they announced. Here's another question. All right. This is a, a rumor going around. Do you think World of Warcraft comes to console? I'm not talking about like next year or anything. Do you think once Microsoft the purchase goes through, they're part of it. Do you think World of Warcraft? I, I don't know personally because of Elder Scrolls Online. Why would why would Microsoft cuz they're very popular, very popular on the on the console Elder Scrolls. Okay? Yes, well, I know it's on PC. Cuz more people can access it. Correct. But the I know it's pop people play it on PC. Correct. But, but what I'm saying people play it on console. what I'm saying is if they bring World of Warcraft over to console, does it does it kill Elder Scrolls? No, it doesn't matter at that point. See, you're you're thinking you're thinking black and white. Right. Once it's under the same umbrella, it doesn't matter who gets the money. True. Money still True. Goes to Microsoft. It's just another option, right? It's just another option. If you like playing WoW on PC, new people coming in, but they don't have a PC strong enough, and they they want to play it on console since the new system's pretty damn close to a, a a really good PC currently, then I don't see why they wouldn't. However, the coding is always a factor. Right. If if the developers say that it's possible and they can do it by shortcutting certain systems and it won't destroy the whole credit the whole inner workings of the game, then I say they would do it eventually. I mean because I, it just it, it because because also remember Elder Scrolls right? does a really good job with the control schemes on it. Well, you, you still don't have all the access to all the buttons that you would on a on a on a keyboard, right? No, but you, it's not the, the way, same thing. The way they, however, yeah, the way, however, the way they did they it, they do a decent job, right? They do, just, but people who are hardcore and play on PC. We're gonna play on PC, but if you gave me the option where I could play it on console, I don't, I don't need a badass PC. Maybe I yes. Mean, I mean, I. And by I, the way, and by the way, would it matter? Right? Would it matter? Because if they devote a group of people to transfer the game from a PC to console, right? It's going on Game Pass anyway. Right. Right. It, we're not talking about like you're you are putting you're putting your jobs on the line if I if I take the game and make it go to a console. I, right? You're just trying to get a new avenue where people can get into the game and buy stuff. I, I'll be honest. If WoW does come to console, I might play it again. Like there is a barrier for me. Like I there there's sometimes I don't want to play a game on the computer on a computer because I want to sit on the couch and play. 
Right. Yeah, that's because you don't have a comfortable chair. Insert I, chair, insert chair ad right now. Like you should put a chair ad right now. We're gonna talk yeah. about this. Like the reason you don't I like got, sitting I in front got, of your computer. I got a new chair. Yeah, but you're not comfortable in it. No, if no, you were but, comfortable in your chair, you would play for hours on a of PC. Course. Hours. Of course. But for instance, like Lost Ark's coming out, right? The first thing you describe to me is I, I like to play on my couch because I'm as soon as you say I want to play on my couch with a controller, like I just you want to be comfortable. I just wanna, yeah, I just right? You want to be comfortable. Your yeah. chair sucks. Yeah, no, I, I'm comfortable here, but sitting at a desk with a mouse and keyboard. That's not comfortable to me. That's because you don't have the right equipment. No, that's what I'm saying. But ask, I, it's ask not comfortable for me. Yeah, but ask I don't want to spend thousands of dollars so I can have a, a cushion underneath my hands as I'm playing with I, my 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 it. mouse pad and stuff. Right. I just want to sit on a couch and like have one hand down my pants, holding my nutsack as I'm holding this, the controller. You see what I'm saying? Like I just yeah. want to to relax when I play a video game. What well, what about what about? And I don't do that. I don't actually put my hand down my pants. What about Leonidas? I want to hear what he has to say because he mentioned it, right? He always wanted to play WoW. And thank you very much for that subscribe. Uh, but, that he subscription. Just did, Appreciate it. but he just didn't want to get a PC. So now I can ask the question because there it's it's in the open, right? So Leonidas, are you scared to buy a PC? Is there is there not enough games for you on PC that you would like to invest in a computer? Or is it is the purchase of a PC currently too expensive or overwhelming or both that you don't want to even get involved in it? Right. What what stops you from getting it? Yeah, Vicar Vicarious you? Vision Stubby is part of Activision still. They're they got they got eaten up inside there. Yeah, Al Bundy style. It feels so good to relax. Exactly, Craig. You know, see what I'm saying? Like, look, I sit here for fucking hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, right? When I'm not streaming, I'm fucking playing games on my on my computer. I got my television set right here, I got my Xbox and all this stuff. But there's just sometimes when I play an MMO, I just kind of want to relax. And I don't want to. I don't want to sit up straight like this. I could. I could. I could lean back. My my chair leans back. But you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between playing on a computer with a mouse and keyboard and sitting Wait. with a controller. Hang on. He said last part you mentioned. So the last part is buying a PC is expensive and overwhelming. Yeah. And if I could play those kind of games on console, that would be it for you. You'd be in. Is that basically where you are? <clears throat> you know. That's all. So I, I I would like it to come. And that's the reason Elder Scrolls Online really talked to me. Because I bought it on Mac originally. Okay. But then when they said they were coming to console, I was like, oh, cool. An MMO. I love that MMO came to console. Back then, there wasn't a lot of options for MMOs. Right? Winter Night was there. Uh, Elder Scrolls was there. So, yeah. There's, there's a lot to do with, you know, MMOs and more now on console. So I, I see it coming. I would love to see Lost Ark come to console as well. I would love I would love to see that. Even though you can use controller, exactly. you can use controller on exactly on, uh, on PC. It's a higher it's a higher entry fee. That's what it is. Yeah, of course. Like, once again, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's good or bad or indifferent. It's just a different it's a different experience. It's a different experience. Oh, don't get me started, zero. Yeah, yeah boss. Yeah. Ever crack, I, I know, I know that they're on console now. What I'm saying, back in the day, MMOs weren't. There wasn't a lot of MMOs on console. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I liked. I, I would like to see it come to to console. I think that'll be a, a more more reasonable thing coming forward. All right. Next story I want to talk about, Sarge, because we we need to get moving here. Is that Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Dwayne Johnson says that he's doing another video game movie? Quote: We're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen. One that I've played for years. Now, he's played for years. That he's played for years. And it's games, meaning there's multiple of those games, right? 
So I said the other day on stream, I said this that this has to be for chat. This has to be. For yeah, chat. I understand that. But I said God of War and I said Gears of War. Now, I saw someone also say Call of Duty. OK, so chat, give me some ideas here. Give me some ideas here. What what video game franchise or video game single video game can Dwayne The Rock Johnson play? Or, or what you think is going to be? What do you think, Sarge? What do you think? What movies he could play? It's got to be okay. Read read a sentence again. Badass. He says we're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen. One that I've been playing for years. One to play. Zero. That's a good guess, man. This is a good guess. Why, Why don't you guys? Why don't you guys put this in in Discord? Everybody who wants to guess, put this in Discord. If you're not part of the Discords. Uh, just go to 13 Still Gaming um, and get this in the Discord. We'll, we'll make a little sub tab. And I think that we should put this in. I think this is a good this is a good game to play because eventually we're going to find out anyway, and then we'll see who was right. Um, more, I, don't, I don't know, Mal, we, we, they, they already play, outplayed Mortal Kombat. Uh, Metal, Metal Gear Solid, I think, is a good one, right? Badass game. Badass game they've been playing for years. What, what are the badass games? Yeah, Doom. It was it was a bad, it was a horrible movie though. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. We just we put a we'll put a little tab. Are you? They said they're you're muted. Are you muted? Oh, I am muted. I there am. you go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, this is a good one. Badass game. Well, I don't know what he thinks is a badass game. How about how about played for years? How about how about how about Gears of War? I said that's what I said. Right? I said right. I mean, what else? What else? Badass game he's played for years. All right, we made it. We made it. It's a it's a text chat. It's not a private chat. It's opened up for everybody. It's under in Discord. It's under the podcast section. It's called "What Game Is Dwayne Johnson Going to Be In?" Okay, it says "What Game Is Dwayne In?" Okay, put put your put your put your uh, things in there. I have oh, God of War and oh, guess. Gears of War. Oh, dude. Okay, Krebsy, let's let's take it easy, Krebs. Okay. Because God Mass of War Effect, and Gear of War. Mass Effect as a movie would be like Star Wars. Okay? It would be it would be one of those epic movies. It would be like a fifth element times ten. If you did <clears throat> Mass Effect. We'll see if someone gets it right when it when it gets announced. Right? When Candy once it when Candy, it gets Candy Crush the Rock Edition. That's right. Uh, Laying the smackdown. You know what? I gotta down. go. I'll go with. I don't have any. I, I can't think of any badass games that he would be playing. I think Zero has got a good good point. I think. I think Metal Gear. Dmx is Soul Calibur. Second Mortal Kombat. Here, here's the thing though. I ha- I have to say I kind of hate that they're making an Uncharted movie, because like Uncharted itself was like playing the movie, right? And like God of War is like playing a movie and so is gears of war. So it's like, it's like, it's too late. Like, yeah, movies already been made. Yeah. Like if you made like, if you made God of war movie before the 3d version of God of war came out, 
then that would be different, right? But like from 2D to 3D, like God of War is such an amazing game. I don't know if you've played it, Sarge. Like it's it's stunning. It's it's amazing, right? It's a movie. And what's better than a movie because I get to control the main character, right? So to make a movie to come out to be God of War or Gears of War or any of that, I feel like that's just kind of dumb, right? Like Spider-Man, the P PlayStation 4 Spider-Man is like another Spider-Man flick that I got to play, right? Not just watch on the TV screen. So I don't know. I just feel like if it is a Gears, if it is a, is a God, it's just like, oh, you already kind of played that stuff. I, you know, Leo, I think this is the exact same thing. I was like, Tom Holland shouldn't be playing Nathan Drake. Mark Wahlberg should be playing Nathan Drake. I said the exact same thing. I was like, ah, but he's a younger guy or whatever. But yeah, 100%. I can see The Rock directing Metal Gear Solid and playing Raven unless he uh, goes to NES. Not sure he'd be played, but if it goes first PlayStation 1 game Metal Gear Solid, then it could go direct to play Raven. Maybe. I believe in Gears of War only because of Batista plugged uh, before. I hope if it is Gears of War that Batista, Batista Dave Batista, plays Marcus Phoenix. He's been campaigning for that for years. And if they are making a Gears of War, God, I would hope they would they would put him in, <laughs> him in as it. Auto. How would that movie even be, Nick? Come on. I thought I thought Grand Theft Auto was the movie, right? You play three characters and they're changeable. So, like that is a movie, but like, can you imagine GTA the movie? Like, would it be like a crime films? Like, how to teach people how to do crime crime stuff? Sarge said before the show started, "What about Battlefield Bad Company?" Yeah, and like I was a, like, like, a, like, I was like, ah, I don't yeah, know. I would I would watch it. Company. I would watch it. That's why I liked it. it was like that's a badass game. Yeah, it was like Hogan's Heroes. You know what I mean? No, it's Kelly's Hero. Kelly's Hero, sorry. Yes. Hogan's Heroes is is the comedy version. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah. comedy. But yeah. the but the the plot's still good. It it would it, it would be fast and furious. Exactly right. Grant that thought it would just be fast right. and furious. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Streets of Rage, Double Dragon. Ooh, how about that? Yeah. Double oh, Dragon. Oh no, he doesn't look anything very River Double City Dragon. Ransom. How about that? River City Ransom. Uh, uh, Badass game. <laughs> like badass game yeah just a little more coke <laughs> <laughs> all right next story next story rumor i did this story on my own on my channel and i, I want to do it again and after this i think we're going to jump right to the elder scrolls online let's we don't do that at all sarge if you want to do that separate because it's it's like a 20 minute long uh video uh apple could be preparing for his own video game console sarge now Here's the gist. Rumor is that there's there's people on the inside saying that Apple is working on a console. Now, they're not doing like VR or anything like that, but this is just rumor. My question to you is, Sarge, would Apple be getting I mean, because they've been in the video game space for years now with the iPhones, with the arcade that they have, the subscription service for arcade. Mm -hmm. Would they get into the console market, and would the console be like an Xbox or a PlayStation, or would it be more of a Apple TV size thing or a Stadia type of situation where you're playing, uh, you know, in the market? Now, Apple's also been in the market for years for television sets, like they're trying to get into the television market as well. Okay, so do you think it's going to be an actual, an actual console, or do you think it's more digital form, like a streaming service? I don't think that Apple would come out with their own box. 
if that's if that's what you're asking, I don't think Apple would waste the time trying to come up with proprietary. They they already have enough proprietary hardware. They don't need to they don't need to invent another one. I think they would probably just use another service where it's attached to your television, and the games would be streamed once again, Stadia before Stadia. Yeah. Everyone hated Stadia, but everyone's going towards but Stadia it was, now. But it was the groundbreaking the, moment of right, it. Yeah. Right. Stadia was talked about. Everyone laughed at it. Now everyone's going towards Stadia, even though they don't talk about Stadia. All systems are going towards Stadia. So yeah. So I think Apple has their own service with their own current hardware that you play the games that they're going to hire people to do on their platform. Well, let me let me put this out there for you. What if, like, because Xbox wants to be on on the mobile devices and stuff like that, right? And all mobile devices are either Apple or Android, or Android. right? What if Apple comes out with their own streaming service type of thing? Because, again, they have the arcade thing that you can download for subscription service, but they do it for AAA games now, and they already have access to you because they already have – everyone already has an Apple device in their hands, right? Right. So, well, not everyone, but you know what I'm saying. I'm I think that Apple, Apple might come out with their own controller so you can use it for your iPad, you know, that kind of thing. Well, they I already ha they have they have third party uh, third party ones that they use. Yeah, I know, but Apple likes you to buy their shit. And you can also so use they would that. Make, they you would can also sure use the Apple Xbox controller. controller on there as well. No, I know, but they want to make, you know how Apple is. They want you to buy their shit. All right, well, then my last question for you is, Everyone's talking about who's Microsoft buying next, who Microsoft is buying next, who is Activision buying, or I'm sorry, PlayStation going to buy I think next. I think that's the wrong question. Right. And my question to you is, no one's that's talking about, no one's talking about who the other is guys. Google going to buy, or Facebook, yeah. or yeah. Amazon, or Apple, or right. Tencent. They're they're definitely in the market. They're looking for people to get their feet wet in the gaming market. Right. That's all. So, they, that's all they talk about. So my question then to you is. Which one of these big companies picks up EA? It's a good question. Or Take Two, because PlayStation's out of that market. They can't afford Take Two or EA. They they're in the middle game over there. If if we're going if we're if we're going to the land of make believe now, I I would think that if anyone would buy Amazon's already too busy fucking their own life up with their own MMO, so they're not going to be able to buy somebody else just quite yet. I think maybe Facebook. Facebook buys EA, like some kind of crazy thing like that. Like Facebook buys the EA, yeah. right? I don't, I'm not calling the meta. He's calling him, I'm, he's, he's Facebook. That's what I'm calling it. Facebook buys EA, and Facebook. then that way they don't even have to – It's effort for, for, for Facebook, it's effortless, right? They just buy EA, and we just recycle all the sports games so they can make a ton of money, and then they decide what, what first-party title that EA is supposed to go ahead and pay for to make – to make to get people into the into Facebook, like I think, right, right, Meta Arts, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's the play. I think Facebook, in order to jump in instead of inventing proprietary software and everything else they have to worry about, they go in, they buy EA, they get all the sports games for free. They'll have to fix a battlefield here and there, and then they're in, and they can decide what kind of virtual first-person shooter they want to make when it's time. I that's that's the play. I can see either Amazon. Or Apple picking up EA. Yeah. Because whoever picks up EA gets the free, gets the honeypot. Get, get gets, the honeypot. Gets in the industry day one, wherever yeah, it's you're going. In. Yeah, you're in. Right? Because if the streaming service war is going to happen, not console war anymore, like a streaming service war. Right. Okay? Stream wars. Yeah. Stream wars. It sounds like a goddamn, uh, like, uh, B movie. It's like, well, it's two old guys at the old folks' home. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Stream Wars. Um, I think that whoever gets EA has the sports exclusive done. 
Correct. Done. Right. And that 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 puts a big hole like their foot in the in the in the playing field. Saying we're here to play. You want to you want to hear you want to hear what I think what the what the greatest hook would be for sports. Right. And this is this is this is completely in fairyland, but I know it's possible because I know the program exists right? or, or something similar exists. Right. Where I have my Madden game. Right. Mm-hmm. And during an actual game, the Madden game plays the actual game that you're watching. Mm-hmm. Right. It's streamed. Right. So you're watching the game, but the Madden guys are actually you're playing the. You're watching instead of watching the actual game. I know it sounds stupid, but you're, you're watching the game on Madden because the football looks amazing anyway. Right? So you're watching like you're, the, the game, instead the of game watching, that's being played. This sounds like are you in Walmart? Played, are you in Walmart when you're watching this? Yes, yes you're Think in Walmart. The, yeah. the game that you're watching. Yep. You could turn on your you could turn on your vert you could turn on your Madden game, and you set it you set the setting on for for today's game, and the game will actually play the game that you're watching on TV. While you're in Walmart getting your oil changed. Well, you you could say it at Walmart, but yeah, that's Start... it's just it's just a, a little fun thing that I, that they could do. Did you know they have internet cafes inside Walmart now? They have. I mean, are we going back? Are we going backwards? They have internet cafes. I used to go to internet cafes five dollars total annihilation. Yeah, five dollars an hour inside of Walmart to sit there and play VR or whatever you want. I used to drive to Fort Lauderdale. To go to a internet cafe to play Total Annihilation against other people. This is way back when. Oh, yeah. And now what? We're going backwards? Are we going backwards? When I was in college in 2020 years ago, I uh, right. I played internet cafe. That's where I played Star Wars Galaxies when I was in school. I would, I would log I forget in. Which way, I forget which way it went. Did you introduce it to me or did I, I introduce I it introduced to you? you? I introduced that to you. That and Battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Um, Disney buys EA and links your Madden or ESPN inside a live draft and free agents ticket tickers. There you go. Real life I'm horse testicles, you, it just animations. Seems, exactly. Craig, it just seems too convenient that they could they could integrate the actual game with real football. It's just it's it's so close. All right, the last thing we're gonna talk about it's gonna be about twenty minutes over here. We're gonna watch <clears throat> we're gonna watch the e- ESO. Wait, not to mention that if Facebook does does get EA. And we've and this is this will be like the fifth time we've said it, right? And I'll say it again. Facebook puts cameras in the stadium, oh, and yeah. then sells tickets. Yeah, I've said this for, for years. Virtual gargles at I've home said this for years, and then everybody who buys it can have the same right? seat. You want you, you? Everyone's got the same seat. You're on the 50 yard line watching the game on TV. Yep, and then you can right? pump the instant replay right directly to your head. Correct. You can see the instant replay when the when the right. when the when the play's down at the at the at the uh, the goal line, you can move your you're seat over. You can move your right. seat over, right? right? You just see that you're you're watching the game constantly, dead center, no matter where it is, because yep. the cameras are up in the stadium. Yep, you're watching that, and and you you basically are paying for Every, the ticket. Yep, everyone has the best, and seat everybody in the house. who's got the goggles can pay for the same fifty yard line seat. How much more money yep. would the NFL make? Yep, how crazy is that? Yep, I said that years right? ago. Right, trust <laughs> us, it's coming. Everyone's on the fifty yard line. All right, it's going to be epic. So, Sarge, I'm going to bring up I'm going to bring up the ESO play by play here. Uh, it's 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 about 20 minutes long. Yeah, it's about 22 minutes long. So, here we go. And I'll pause it in between when uh when it starts.
and we'll 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 stop and talk or whatever. You're on the same channel as the audio, so. Set nearly a thousand years before the events in the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion and the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls Online lets you take part in the stories set within the compelling history and deep lore of the Elder Scrolls franchise. Designed to be played exactly the way you want to play, you can start wherever you like. With no level restrictions and no subscription required, this massive world is yours to explore, alone or Great with game. friends. Choose a favorite location or storyline and jump in. From the capital cities of the Three Alliances to the magical Somerset Isles, oh, from the Khajiiti territory of elsewhere to Morrowind, the home of the Dark Elves, from frozen Skyrim in the north to the endless swamps of Blackmarsh, adventure is everywhere. Options for creating and personalizing characters in the Elder Scrolls Online are almost without limit. With access to a multitude of adventures all across the world. They're coming out with a brand new thing this year. Uh, and the freedom Europe. to play wherever and however you like. It's time to begin your Elder Scrolls story. Are you ready to forge your own legend? Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the show. I know you're all excited to see the amazing things we have coming up this year. But before we get started, I'd like to take a minute and just talk about the video you just saw. It was a brief description of some of the basic systems of ESO, but the game itself is so much more than that. And I really mean it. ESO is just as much a virtual world as it is a game. As over 20 million of you know, it's part of your lives. Over the last people. two years, we know that so many of you found some temporary respite from the world by spending time in Tamriel. We're so proud and so humbled to help, even in this small way. Everyone at ZeniMax Online is continually reminded that we make the game, but you make it awesome. That's why I want to take a minute to welcome you. Those of you who have been with us from the beginning, those of you who have joined us recently, and the many new players who are looking it's for been a, a year already starts since the last time we watched something home. like this. Welcome to you all. Those new to the game will quickly find that ESO's greatest strength is providing so many different ways to live your virtual life in Tamriel. Solo, group co-op, PvP, crafting, decorating your home, chatting with friends, it's all there. We've got a ton of new things to share with you in today's show. For starters, this year-long adventure will be a return to our storytelling roots. Instead of another Daedric invasion story, 2022 will feature a tale of political intrigue and subterfuge unfolding in a location you have never seen before in an Elder Scrolls game, ever. So new area. And with that, I'd like to area. turn it over to my good friend Pete Hines, who is on set and ready to go. Here's Uncle Pete. Uncle Pete. Welcome everyone to the 2022 Elder Scrolls Online Global Reveal event. Today, you're getting an in-depth look at the next year-long adventure in the Elder Scrolls Online. And as Matt mentioned, the team at Zinemax Online Studios is excited to share exclusive new details about a part of the Elder Scrolls that's never been explored before. And stick around for a special ESO Live after the show, where we'll go over the upcoming chapter as well as new details surrounding our first DLC in this year's adventure. With me once again, is the one and only Rich Lambert. Hey, Rich. Hey, Pete. Welcome. 
Thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here, and hello to everybody back home. Congrats on 20 million players. It's a huge accomplishment. For the folks tuning in players. who may not know a lot about Elder Scrolls though? Online, give us a sense of what is Elder Scrolls Online. ESO is an Elder Scrolls game, first and foremost, and it is a game about your personal journey through the world. Uh, with one Tamriel, we removed all the arbitrary level gates that prevent you from exploring, and you can just pick a direction and, and go and do whatever you want. And there's a ton of stuff you can spend your time doing. It's not just like go fight things or do quests, but it, it's really a, a breadth of content. It is. There's so much to do in Elder Scrolls Online, and it ranges from questing to PvP, housing, crafting, the justice system. There's also loads of group-oriented content in our Dungeons and Trials. We've also got a number of collection-based systems that players can participate in, so from treasure hunting to antiquities, collecting lore books, and it's just, the list goes on and on and on. It's a massive game. It's an Elder Scrolls game, it is. but it's online. There's a ton of stuff to do, just like you would expect in an Elder Scrolls game. And much like an Elder Scrolls game, it has an amazing community around it that's built up around ESO. Talk a little bit about the, the folks that have really made this game what it is. They're really what makes the game special. Mm -hmm. It's the community that makes the world come alive. They are incredibly I want to play it more. I do. They just love sharing their love of Elder Scrolls but with Can I play players. two MMOs at one time? And are hands down the best community in games. These folks are truly what make this game special. And, you know, if you want help, they're always there waiting to help you out. But it's really up to you to decide whether you want to play this game by yourself or, or spend time playing with others. Absolutely. This is an online game, so you're bound to run across other players. But it's your choice if you want to interact with them or not. And I highly recommend that you do so, because the social bonds that you develop with those players can last a lifetime. And if you want to play online, but by yourself, but not by yourself, you also have companions, which are NPCs that you can bring along with you. And what does a companion do for you? A companion is your I still haven't even personal my... adventuring buddy. I still haven't even They're always my there for yet. you and they can help you out progress through the world. So if you need a little bit of help tanking enemies, you need some extra damage, you need some healing, they're always gonna be there for you. So last question for me before we jump in, because I know you're all super nice excited addition, to hear nice what's new. For the companions. You shared some exciting news last year for the Spanish-speaking community, and I wondered if you had any new details to share with those folks about what's coming. We do. So back in October, we announced that Spanish localization was coming to ESO in 2022. We're very excited to let everybody know that it will be available with this year's chapter in June. And we're also excited to let you all know that the Spanish forums for the Elder Scrolls Online are live today. That's big for, for So if you want to come join us on ElderScrollsOnline.com, we've got the Spanish forums up stuff is one of the and running live, upcoming. and we look forward to seeing our Spanish uh, community there. Great stuff, but I know everybody's ready to get to that new content, so what do you got for us? So I'd like to welcome everybody to High Isle, the next chapter of the Elder Scrolls Online and the centerpiece of this year's Legacy of the Bretons adventure. So two, two new Let's areas, I believe. Let's check out our new cinematic trailer. Now, I would like them to make a movie with this engine, like they're showing us right now, a cinematic trailer. That's what I want. I would watch a TV series of Elder Scrolls Online done with this cinematic uh, engine.
Reese says, I still hate ESO. How did it hurt you? Show me, point me where it hurt you, Reese. Where did it hurt you at? What, high aisle? Isn't the ESO cross-played across all platforms now? I got you, Reese. I know. I know. Reese will, Reese will cheer when they say we're stopped supporting ESO. He'd be like, yeah, Elder Scrolls 6 is coming. I play. It's like the red room. Red wedding. We just got our first look at the Elder Scrolls dialogue. Online High Isle. Rich, give us a little background on this year's adventure. This year's adventure is called Legacy of the Bretons, and our focus is on exploring Breton lore and culture. It's a story that's being told over four major updates this year, and as Matt said earlier, we're kind of going back to our roots in terms of storytelling. This is going to feel like a classic Elder Scrolls game. The Bretons are this traditional medieval feudal society with knights, noble houses, and, of course, all the politics that surround that. Politics. Our fans love politics, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the Elder Scrolls, at least. So, for those familiar with Tamriel in the second area, or maybe not, talk a little bit about the Three Banners War and where it's left Tamriel. Sure. So, the Three Banners War is currently raging throughout Tamriel, and it has left the land fractured, with all the factions vying for power over Cyrodiil and the Imperial City. And this year-long story is focused on a dream to end that war. It's going to be an adventure. It's always an adventure. Now, High Isle is a spot that most fans are not going to be familiar with. It's, it's a bit of an unknown. It is. It is a location that's never been explored before in an Elder Scrolls game. High Isle is one of the four islands in the Sisters Archipelago, which is an island chain located far to the southwest of Daggerfall and northwest of Somerset and has only ever been documented by a single map in Redguard. And it's really, really exciting like for us to be able to do something completely like that, you know? different this year, completely new, and we can't wait to share it with everybody. 
Now, we're focused on the Bretons this year. Tell us a little bit more about the Bretons and their culture. What can we expect to learn in, in this year's adventure? When you go to High Isle, you are going to see that this is the epitome of Breton culture. This is feudal medieval castles and tournament grounds. This is a resort destination for Tamriel's wealthy. And as it's far removed from the mainland, it's a bit of a safe haven and therefore a perfect location for secret peace talks between the Alliance delegates. And these peace talks are being hosted by the Society of the Steadfast, which is a new faction led by an extremely wealthy noble in High Isle named cool. Baron Vicarol. And of course, this is an Elder Scrolls story. <laughs> so, of course, there are groups out there who stand to profit and gain power due to the war. So any hint of peace talks could quickly result in an opposition and sabotage. Do we know who's behind preventing these peace talks? We do. So there are whispers of a secret society named the Ascendant Order who threaten to ruin the peace talks. They're led by the Ascendant Lord and I'm gonna leave the rest up to the players to figure out. Ooh, cliffhanger. Now, it's been a while since Zoss had the opportunity to create and add completely new elements to the Elder Scrolls, so this has to be exciting for you. And the it team. is amazing. It's fun to go back and re-envision content, but conceptualizing an entire region from scratch is daunting. So who better to talk about that than our art director, CJ Greb, and he's gonna walk us through it. Hi, everyone. As always, it's very exciting to be part of creating a brand new Elder Scrolls story. This time, it's the Sisters Archipelago, and it's especially exciting to get to build a little-known and never-before-explored corner of the Elder Scrolls world. Our concept team began finding inspiration for the island's look from the beautiful, windswept shores of the Mediterranean. That was a boob. Did you see that we boob? We see stunning waterfalls, Statue, cliffs, still a boob. and oceanside beaches that one would find scattering the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. The landscape highlights the natural beauty of the island, but their civilization as well. Our team knew how important such an addition of the world could be to the deep history and lore of the Bretons, and how important that would be to so many fans of Elder Scrolls. We leaned into the architectural and cultural traditions from medieval and feudal Europe, knowing this could be blended into our established Breton designs from the base game. The dense city streets of Gonfalon Bay and the idyllic coastal palace of Castle Navier are prime examples of the imposing Breton structures and hidden underground catacombs born from that work. Players will also find medieval fanfare and splendor on the tournament grounds where nobility and commoner alike enjoy festivities. The nobles treat High Isle like a resort, and that's reflected in the way the nobles dress. High Isle elite always dress in their finest, projecting their status as not only the leaders of the great family houses, but their barely hidden ambitions to command the archipelago with total power. All of this pomp and circumstance gave us the opportunity to return to the classic medieval armor and attire so distinct of the Breton style, plate armor, tabards, and heraldry. The beauty of High Isle shines like a beacon to the rest of Tamriel, but Looks good. it can't all be sandy beaches and sunflowers. The dark side of High Isle's success lies directly to the north. There, across the water, you'll find the dense, deadly jungle island of Aminos. This area serves as a prison for criminals and dissidents deemed unworthy of High Isle. Once inside, there are no guards, no law, and little chance of escape. Good luck. There's more than two locations that players can look forward to, as the Sistress Archipelago is an island chain. Players will get to explore 
throughout the year. Well, so there's four. There's four new areas. High Isle is one part of the legacy of the Bretons, what we call our year-long adventure. Rich, what else can folks expect? We're going to start this year off in March with the Ascending Tide DLC, and that adds two new dungeons. And stories from that DLC set the tone and provide backstory for the events that kick off in the High Isle chapter in June. And of course, this is a year-long story, so we're going to continue it in quarter three and quarter four later this year. And it doesn't matter how much you've played ESO in order to experience the new content, right? Right. Both new and returning players can jump in at any time. That's the beauty of ESO. You don't have to That's level nice. up through years well. of older content. You don't have to play it in a specific order. You can just jump in and play at your own pace. Now let's hear from that's, our community that's huge, team on by the how way. you can that's, get started with High Isle That today. this game doesn't more, I wish other games did hey the everyone, same Hey everyone, we're here to let you know that starting right now, you can pre-purchase the Elder Scrolls Online High Isle for all platforms. This new chapter will launch on June 6th for PC, Mac, and Stadia, and June 21st on consoles. And just as a reminder, ESO is available on Xbox Series X and S and PlayStation 5 which so features 4K high fidelity out. and 60 FPS performance modes. If you already own the game, you can get this version as a free upgrade. As for High Isle, you can pre-purchase by visiting ElderScrollsOnline.com or one of many online retailers. Now, when you pre-purchase the chapter, you'll immediately receive a matching set of the Pale Frost Elk Mount and the limited time Pale Frost Fawn Pet. Though keep in mind, the pet is only available if you pre-purchase now through April 4th. We have a few different ways to hop in and start your adventure in ESO. And if you're wondering which version is right for you, well, we're here to break it down. If you're new to the game and want to dive in right now, the ESO Collection High Isle is for you. This collection gets you instant access to everything the base game has to offer, along with all five previous annual chapters. You can play in any order, however you like. So you can begin your Tamriel adventure today, and of course, you'll have full access to High Isle once it launches in June. <laughs> Alternatively, if you already own the base game or any of the previous chapters, you'll want to grab the upgrade version. Oh, see if I we can. also have contain even more and an epic. If you want to get this on the Bethesda shirt, you a personal sure. ES from Laura. Some of the characters you psyched to be part of the team bringing a brand new story and new setting to the world of Elder Scrolls. Exploring the legacy of the Bretons provided us with a great opportunity to dig into the history, the culture, and the geography of Western Tamriel. While the Sisters Archipelago has gone unexplored until now, every aspect of its history and culture has roots in the lore of Tamriel. And we have had a blast taking the Bretons out to sea and building High Isle into something familiar but also profoundly unique. To begin, let's touch on who the Bretons are. So you there can are fascinating a brand ways with a really complex in that area that hasn't from really there. been touched on in previous Elder Scrolls adventures. The Bretons are a hybrid race, the descendants of both humans and elves, which gives them a unique perspective on Nern's oldest feud, the conflict between men and Myr. It's a lot more than just knights in shining armor. One of the most distinctive parts of Breton culture is how it's organized. High Isle is an openly feudal society that has a lot in common with the European-style feudalism we see in the mid to late Middle Ages. Peasants and sailors labor at the bottom, while nobles engage in an endless dance of palace intrigues, political marriages, and shifting alliances at the top. In the throne rooms of High Rock and the Sisters' Isles, ruthlessness can be a virtue, so watch your back. It's not all sinister plotting and knives in the dark, though. The high romance of Arthurian legend has a place here, too. 
Many Breton nobles are stuck navigating core conspiracies, sure, but others, the shining knights of old, set out on grand quests for adventure and glory. And there's plenty of glory to be found in the wilds of High Isle and Aminos. You won't do it alone, though. A few of our favorite ESO characters from High Rock and elsewhere are returning to lend a hand. Jakarn, professional thief and raconteur, and Captain Zaji, the Khajiit captain of the Perfect Palace, will both help you untangle the plots of the Ascendant Order. The zealots of the Ascendant Order are the chief antagonists here in the Sisters. Well, they just NPCs These well-armed fanatics want to bring about a new utopia without crowns or thrones, and they're willing to kill as many people as necessary to make that happen. You'll definitely want to keep an eye out for their leaders, too, the Ascendant Lord and his chief lieutenant, the Ascendant Magus. These mysterious rulers may have influence that runs deep in the Sisters' Isles. High Isle is packed full of intrigue, adventure, and exciting Breton lore. I can't wait for you to visit the sisters. You're really gonna dig it. Dig it. We've discussed the upcoming story and location for our high aisle, but we have a new game system coming with this chapter as well. And I've been waiting this whole time to talk about new it because it features something I love. It's a collectible card game. You're right. And we're calling this new system Tales of Tribute. It's a collectible card game that is played entirely oh, within boy. ESO. This is something I've always wanted like to see come to ESO, and I'm super excited we're finally able to add it. So how will Tales of Tribute be integrated into the game? Like, am I playing it wherever I want? Is it certain situations? How does this work? You're generally going to be able to play it anywhere. You'll find it in taverns throughout Tamriel. You can also just go up to somebody and challenge them directly, or you can find a match in the group I'm UI. And Inside in addition, yeah. there is a storyline yeah. that you could advance by challenging certain NPCs throughout the world, or you can play against other players. They're, they're as doing it has what they did in Witcher. Witcher had well. a, a so there's a single player kind of thing, and there's also a PvP with its win, own ranking win. system. Oh, this is getting better and better. <laughs> now, how how do I earn new cards, new decks? I assume there's there's some of both. How, how do I go about doing that? Yeah. So once you complete the tutorial you unlock the four starter decks, and that's what gets you into playing right, right away. I don't care about this stuff. What else do we got? Uh... So it's all about... Number of points unlocking the... From cosmetics. Cosmetics you can unlock. You pick two decks to... Yeah, I don't, I don't care about the card Anything else in the cards. And Man, they, they... ...is an aspiring knight who leans towards the honorable ideal. She's not preaching, lecturing, or stiff, though. She just really wants to do right by players. It sounds amazing. Can't wait to have a new adventuring buddy as we explore the next oh, chapter. Oh, so new now, Before okay. you go, is there anything else? Yeah, there's tons more info to share with you all. Um, I just want to thank the community. All right. So what do you think, Sarge? <clears throat> from, uh, from what we just listened to and watched, is this something I know you like Elder Scrolls, I like... Yeah, so, right? Is this something that's going to bring you back in uh, and really hold on to you with the new with the new area? Or is this something that you're just like, eh? Well, I, I, I agree with what Krebsy said. Like, I I love, like, I, I've played all the Elder Scrolls on console. <clears throat> I really, really loved Skyrim. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have four playthroughs, right? And I have a fifth one that I, I, I go on and off with that I, I just keep messing around with. But I've got four playthroughs. And so being lost in that world and just walking around like the I I barely on like the third and fourth playthrough I don't even look at this I don't even look at the compass I just kind of walk right I get on a horse or I do something and I walk around I, I, I don't follow the cursor 
right? The the world is so immense and there's so many things to encounter randomly that even to this day, I don't think I've hit all the random things that you could find in the game, right? right. Which just goes to show you how much care and attention they put into Skyrim when they made it, right? The only thing that they're mad about is that when it released and like a couple of years after Skyrim released, the monetization stuff started happening and they were like, God, we missed the boat. You know how much stuff we could put in Skyrim if we could uh, if right. we could have monetized Skyrim? And so you better bet your ass that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be monetized to the to the hell at back. But getting off topic, just what you could do in that game, like be, besides cracking it and breaking it, the mods that the, the community came up with, the, the uh, companions that you picked up, the, the, the directions you could take. Like, like if I wanted to be a straight wizard, like I want to be a wizard. I, I never leave first person. I don't, I don't go to the third person. And all I have is a dagger or maybe like a stick. And then I have to go around the entire world trying to get dungeons and money so I can buy the more expensive spells. Right? That's the whole thing. Like if I if I was a straight wizard, you go to the school, it helps you out, get a bunch of spells. But if you didn't go to the school and you're like, I quit college. I want to be a wizard, but I dropped out of school. And you have to go around the world trying to trying to afford those spells. Like the adventures you have to go on, you got to pick the right companion because otherwise you get your ass kicked. Right. But then you when when you reach like high level wizard, you are fucking owning people. The scaling in the game is so good. It makes you feel powerful. Like you start off as a nobody. And then you end up being like Merlin or Gandalf by the end of it. Like it's just, it's engrossing, intuitive, and immersive, right? That's what an Elder Scroll game is, right? And I told you when I played it originally, I was so excited to play it. I played it in the room. I turned off all the lights. I put my headset on. I closed off the vents in the other bedrooms. So the air conditioning be blowing in my room. And I was fucking <laughs> cold, like fucking freezing in my room with the sound, surround sound on, and I'm like, I'm in fucking Skyrim. It was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Not all games can do that. But right? now you have I ESO. Want, I, want, I want a better... But ESO is nothing like that. It's nothing like that. Even if you play it in first person and you run around, it's like it's like playing any other MMO. There's, there's guys waiting in piles, waiting to be killed, right? You, you find the quest giver, follow the cursor. Like, you don't yeah, just get to wander is... around. Yeah. You, if you, well, you wander can. around, you can, you, you can, but if you wander around, you run into guys that are too high and you end up dying. Right. And in, in Skyrim, everyone is at your level or a little bit above, depending on where you are. You never feel like you're about to get owned unless you go somewhere deep and dark and you're like level one. And some guys are to come out and like some drogger or some going to come out and just lop your head off. It's just, it's, it's amazing. So I, 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 that's why that's why I want like I play Elder Scrolls ESO because I like the universe, but I want Elder Scrolls so bad. I, I agree with Reese all the way. Like I want that game. Like you guys are gonna push Starfield on me, and here's how it's gonna be, right? Because they've already started pre-production on Starfield. What do you mean? It's almost done. <clears throat> no, no, no. I'm sorry. Pre-production on Elder Scrolls Six. Yes. Right? They pre pre-production on Star uh, Elder Scrolls Six. So the Starfield thing to them is gonna be like the testing ground for what they're going to do for Elder Scrolls 6. So oh, for sure. They're, they're going to try out all the monetization bullshit they always wanted to try out in Skyrim, in in Starfield, for to sure. see how it goes, to see what they can get away with. And then as, as Elder Scrolls 6 develops, 
they know what mechanics they can put in there without freaking people I, out. I think I, I think the best thing that happened for for you and Reese, okay. I think Microsoft one hundred percent because they bought Bethesda last year or you know in twenty twenty whatever that they will make Elder Scrolls six sooner rather than later now because that's just one other game they can get exclusive on their console for right because Elder Scrolls Online is on all all platforms right so Elder Scrolls six I think because Xbox bought them because Microsoft bought them I think it gets pushed up a little bit because now Bethesda has the manpower and has other studios that could help them out to do stuff. Now I do I do believe you're right with with Starfield. I think Starfield is a testing ground for what Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be. I also think that Starfield <clears throat> just like they have Fallout and they made Fallout 76 and just like they have Elder Scrolls and they made Elder Scrolls Online, there's going to be a Starfield and there's going to be a Starfield Online come down, you know, maybe a decade from now, but <clears throat> I guarantee you they'll they'll move that into that. Right, Starfield MMO will come out before Star Citizen will. Yep, basically, right, basically. So I see that happening. Look, the information that they gave us I thought was cool. I can't believe it's been a year since the the last one that we looked at. But the more and more, I think this game, I think Sea of Thieves, both of them both had announcements today, I think are both two games that do a really good job when we talk about live service games, constantly giving updates they not only give you, yes, it's a paid DLC, but they also give free DLC that everyone can play. They open up the areas for people, but if you want to unlock the stories, then you pay the DLC to unlock the stories and, and whatnot. Yeah, but right? that was something that that was something that happened over trial and error over the years. It wasn't well, like course. that at the beginning. No, no, it wasn't like that at the beginning, but that's what I'm saying. Now, the both these two games do really good well for live service games. Like, if you're going to look at live service games out there, there's a shit ton of them. And most of them don't do live service very well. Sea of Thieves, because, and this is back from the beginning, they had three or four studios, like groups, teams, working on content. So when A was done with theirs, B was next up, and then A had four months to work on their next content or five months to work on their next content and so on and so forth. So they're constantly like doing a loop. That's what Elder Scrolls is doing with their, with their studios, with ZeniMax, right? So they're all... These two particular ones that happen to both come out today are doing a good job in the live service game. Like, you look at Marvel Avengers, they're they're they suck. Destiny took years to try to get it, and now they're sort of like in the in the mode of what they were. But then they they got pushed out because they left Activision. They they had to start figuring stuff out again by themselves. But doing the same shit. Yeah, <clears throat> but you know, these two games, Elder Scrolls and Sea of Thieves, do a really good job with the with the uh, live service stuff. Hell, even Fallout seventy six is doing a really good job with uh with live service aspects uh you know how shitty that game was when it came out right now it's probably the, one of the better games you can play with constant constant updates that are free that are free updates for that for that game so uh anything else you want to say on this uh no 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 i, I I'm, I'm excited for it but like once again like the game the game doesn't hold me right away it's kind of like I pop in, pop out, like you pop in and yeah, pop like out of like the Marvel game, right? It for some reason it holds me for a little while, but it, it doesn't enthrall me enough to want to. I can't wait. What's next, right? Because every zone <clears throat> after a while, if you I mean, listen, I've been playing MMOs a long time, man. Like every zone after a while is the same shit. You find you find the areas where the most guys are, so you can level up. The certain dungeons that give you the certain gear. But it's not like an exploratory game. It's not like learning where things are and the people that are in the world. It's not that way. 
right? It's just follow the cursor, right? Well, That's the difference. Yeah, no, like, I agree. like Skyrim, Skyrim was the pinnacle of gaming at that moment in time. Like if you played uh, Morrowind and you played, uh, oh God, I'm going to flake on, I'm going to flake on, I'm going to flake on the other one. What the, was Morrowind? What was the other one? Help me out, Krebsy. God damn it. I hate when I flake. It's Oblivion. Anyway, Morrowind. Oblivion. Thank you. Oblivion, Morrowind, like Skyrim was like the pinnacle, right? It was the pinnacle of what they were doing at that time. Because when you played Oblivion, at the time, Oblivion was amazing at the time, right? I played on PC. The game was incredible. And then Skyrim comes out, and you're like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Skyrim like, was next level. Was next right. level. But this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So at this moment in time, for me to get excited like Skyrim, you, Starfield better show me some shit so I know what Elder Scrolls Six might have. That's how I look at it, right? <clears throat> if, you, just... if, if they make if they make Starfield and they make me feel cold, dark, and alone in space and trying to survive while doing missions, not just follow the cursor. I'm on a moon. Go here. Get a get a quest. Go here. Like on the you know what you gotta the the whole tone of the game. Has got to be like, my God! I got to live outside in space and survive and do like it's got to be like that. It just can't be like, hey, I got a hat on, just a helmet, and yeah. I'm gonna just go do yeah. some stuff in space. Like the 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 tone of the game has got to be done well. I'm hoping. Well, I'm you hoping. might you might like the other um, Oblivion game that's coming out. Uh, wow, what was that one called? Uh, it was like Skyrim, but I can't. Avowed, avowed. I think it was called. A vowel will come out before Elder Scrolls Six, uh, and that will also be coming to Game Pass. So, all right. Well, like a total rework of the engine. Like the guys have to look even better. Like you know, well, they are using a new is, engine. This is this is how you freak me out, right? That's how you freak me out, right? I know it's I know it's not possible, but you see the cutscenes for ESO, those cutscenes that they show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, the graphics. That's, that's what, the game. That, that's what Elder Scrolls needs that's to be. The, the Elder Scrolls Six. That's the game. Like yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get that. I'm moving my character. That's what the guy looks like. I don't know if you're going to get that. No, I think you're setting the bar but way too high for yourself. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's how I feel like if if you want to go from Oblivion to Skyrim type shit, like that's what it's got to be. Like Elder Scrolls says, hey, you see that cutscene? That's the game. We've been showing you the game for done in years. story form for, for 20, 20 years. That's 20 the that's years. the that's, that's, that's what the games look like. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I hope so, but I don't think and then yeah, Krebs, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. The single player game. Just yeah. just think about it. You won't be playing Elder Scrolls Six on the Xbox Series X. All right, just let's just put it that way. Right, right, right. I'll be playing it on my TV. It, it, it'll come out. Like, I don't. It'll come out for the Series X. But, but the be, best experience. Be like yeah, the best experience will be on the next whatever whatever that is. All right. That does it for episode 295 uh, of Generation X Game. I appreciate everyone coming out and hanging out with us. Uh, if you missed any part of this, these will be breakout videos. And also, you can just look at this video after the fact. And then around tomorrow, it'll be all uh, categorized for you. So you can just pick the story that you want to listen to. Uh, or you can listen to the individual uh, story by itself. Either way, I'm trying to make it as much as easy as possible for you, and I'm also trying to make it where YouTube notices my channel more. So that's that's the way it's going to go. You can listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and all other podcast formats along the way. We're here live every single Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
If you like the show, please make sure you hit that like button down below. It helps us out. Leave a comment in the section down below. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can also become a member or a subscriber. Uh, or you can also w watch us over on twitch.tv slash 30 and still gaming. And you can become a follower or a subscriber over there as well. I appreciate everyone that comes out and every single week that you're here hanging out with us in the chat. We do appreciate you very much. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Game on. and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.